Welcome back to another episode of Kicking It with Queen O. I know it's been a minute. I am your host, Queen O, and I'm here with a very familiar voice, Ivy from Ivy's podcast. Hola, como estas? Okay, you already with the BS. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh, shit. How you been, man? How you been? Man, I've been big chilling. <laughs> big chilling. I mean, there's nothing else but to chill. Mm-hmm. In work. <laughs> chilling I mean, work. I mean, it's a Friday night, so even before the pandemic, I was always chilling at the home, of, chilling at the house on Fridays. Motherfuckers know not to ask me to go nowhere on a Friday night. If it's not a concert, oh. if it's not a concert, don't ask me to go nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mr. Homebody. <laughs> I've been like, listen, man, I've been, I've actually been having the time of my life in quarantine. I'm not going to cap. Honestly, life has been good. It's been kind life of, life has been good. It's been chilling. Like, I know not everybody else is like having a good time, but me personally, we chilling. I feel that. Yeah. I do feel that. For me, I feel like in quarantine, at first, in the beginning, I felt like we were being forced. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, I appreciate the distance. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate the social distancing altogether. It's because it's also about to be winter. Now, when quarantine first hit, spring break was coming up, and motherfuckers like about to start being outside, outside. We was like, fuck, we got to be in the house we were preparing, now. Exactly. We were preparing to go outside, to go to day parties, to drink mimosas, you know. I had just had, I just went back, just came from the craziest Sunday fun day. The literally the weekend before we went on lockdown. I said, fuck. That was a motherfucking movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> you sound like that made you sad to just even because I'm just like, if that was a standard and it was just March, I said we was about to be going stupid. Like <laughs> it was about to be going stupid. He felt like the preview failed him. <laughs> I did, man. Beautiful preview, <laughs> terrible movie. It did. I was sad. <laughs> I was real sad. Because <laughs> I think that's when um I, I think <laughs> I didn't realize how big Teaser Korean was getting. I know that nigga was like popping like that. They played one of his joints there, and that shit was close to. <laughs> I was like, nah, I, I, like fuck, Korean. I was like, can't fuck with this nigga. <laughs> like, I heard he started off as a producer. I hear different stories. I don't know who this nigga is. I just know he'd be too happy. <laughs> he just be he just be big cheese and shit. I don't know who this nigga is. <laughs> it's like I don't know what he did. I don't before, know what he but did. Every time I see him, he be cool. He be chilling <laughs> with the Aeropostale though. I said, okay, that's definitely a staple. I could tell he's our age. When the way he be rocking the Aeropostale, I said, okay, he's our age because we was doing that shit in high school. He's trying to bring that shit back on the road. <laughs> yeah, he's from Texas. From yeah. Houston. I had to find out. I think he's like 26. I'm like, that makes sense because only nigg- niggas don't remember the. There's only a certain era of people that know about Aeropostale. Air- the Aeropostale with the cargo that shorts, the Chuck Taylors and that the Sperry's. We- yeah, we like, thought we was doing something. Yeah, now nah, we we thought we was killing the game with this shit. But don't forget the snapbacks too. Gross. 
Five panels and apostle. I remember I, I think the first year I met you, I bought like five five panels. I thought they were still in style. <laughs> like I didn't know no, 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 for real. I'm not gonna lie. Y'all went shopping, y'all went to the mall, and y'all came back with all these five panel hats. <laughs> I thought they were still you in style. Do you remember yes. this though? I had like, <laughs> I had like a bunch of them. I had a collection, it was like on my wall and shit. I didn't know it wasn't in style no more. I thought the five, I thought the five panels were still hidden, because the bucket That's hats fair. came and went real quick. I was like, okay, I guess we still doing the five panel shit. And then bucket hats back though. Oh, I've been seeing <laughs> bucket hats back. I've, I've and it's crazy because I don't have any of those bucket hats that I used to have. You know, Jake about to go stupid because you know he still got his. Oh my gosh, he got the bucket <laughs> hat. Like he still got them joints. That's funny. That's good though. At least you still got them. Y'all didn't tell me the five panels is out of style after like find out the hard way. <laughs> because like I didn't really know you yet. We weren't all the way friends. Y'all, y'all was excited. Y'all niggas came in a room geek. <laughs> <laughs> we had the five panels I like it. I was like, damn, this it this ain't it. No, nah, that ain't it, y'all. God. Where was I? Somebody you give me the memo. <laughs> Y'all need to send me the memo. Shit ain't it no more. That's funny. So this episode, like I said, we could talk all day. You know we could talk for hours. <laughs> we could talk for hours. But this episode is going to be dedicated to just, you know, tying up the year. Just going through what we liked in music this year. Sports, movies, TV. What stood out to you? So... I feel like we should get right into music, though. I don't. <laughs> it's, it's funny talking about music. I feel like it's, I feel like we gotta get right into music because I feel like you know there's just been a lot going on this the year. The reason I'm laughing about music because I just happened to look on my phone and see Kyrie Irving <laughs> from previewing music on his Instagram. <laughs> what? Kyrie is rapping. Somebody needs to tell Kyrie Irving that it's dangerous to be a rapper right now. He does not want to be there. Oh my Stick to basketball. Oh my. It is so too told, dangerous. You tell this nigga shut up and dribble. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's not what I said. Those were not my words. I said it's too dangerous to be a rapper right now. You should stick to basketball. <laughs> I said it's too dangerous to be a rapper. I'm looking out for him. Oh, <laughs> Who wants to go accept money from in clubs from people they don't know in different man, states? Love, maybe, maybe I, you know. I love Kyrie, man. He's such an he's such an entertaining person. Fuck Kyrie. I know Kyrie ain't no Dame Lillard. He be no, he be he be on the IG live like previewing music for real. <laughs> it's like the third time he done did this shit. Kyrie is dead ass right now. <laughs> Are you serious? I thought we were joking. No. Angels, so we buy acres, buy haters. Life orders already choppy, so my DNA stay garvy. Obama, life. I need some beats, King. I love seeing black room. Life, turn up. I need some beats. This is real. I need some beats. I just came on here to ask. Now, Sam. <laughs> I told you. I'm just gonna I stick to what you. I said from jump. 
I'm sticking to what I, I said from Joe. I fuck with that man, bro. He's so funny. I'm looking out. Tell him I'm looking out for him when I say it's dangerous to be a rapper right now. It really is. I'm just being honest. Imagine Kyrie you know, Irving going. Imagine him performing. He gets his chain snatched. <laughs> imagine him just going to the club thinking he's just a basketball player, and they press him. You forgot you rap, bro. Like, what is up with people? <laughs> what is up with people, man? What is like? <laughs> Did you see John Wall's OTF uh, tattoo? Nah. He got um, Lil Durk's label, I think is I think that's the name of his label, OTF. He got it tattooed on his forearm. So is John Wall a blood certified? Are we talking about this right now? <laughs> I've, been, I've been asking, the same way I've been asking that question about Jason Terry being a crib. I've been asking these questions for a minute. Is he like certified? Jason Not- Terry... Not Why like are a, you bringing up the, you are you you okay, Vlad? Jason Terry used to be All throwing right, up. Jason Terry used to throw up the set in the middle of the game. And I mean, John Ball does too. And that's what the ask. So there's, what there's the, your answer. There's, there's ask your answer. Ask me certified. You could be like a Chris Brown and claim blood, but you just like kind of know niggas, but you're not a blood. It's cool to say you bullying. I feel like he does that because that I we shouldn't talk about this. What are we doing? Sam 2020 <laughs> wrap up. Let's talk about let's who are your favorite artists this year? There we go. Boom. Hey Vladi Divac. Who are your favorite artists this year? DJ, DJ Vlad, Vladi Divac. They're the same person at this point. You didn't see that photo of DJ Vlad? Oh look just like Vladi Divac. Oh shit. The favorite DJ artist. Vlad is the feds. Since we got on DJ Vlad, he's the feds. He's been the feds. The feds. I didn't. Duh. I, did I don't not, understand why people don't know that. I did not know until like this week that because I don't watch his interviews. I didn't know that this week till this week that he does not be in the room. He be like on a screen. He don't be there talking to them niggas. Yeah, I never, most of them he uh, sends a crew. I always knew that. Like, well, that that hasn't been a thing always though. They said it happened like the last few years. They said something crazy yeah. happened. They said somebody pressed them. Of course they did. What? This, this nigga be like, so I see like he have like the color blue. Is it like a certain affiliation? My nigga, can we just talk about music? I dropped an album. <laughs> can we talk about that? <laughs> and the little baby stuff. <laughs> He's like, hey, how do you know he was white? <laughs> you know, now you know what that reminds me of. I was watching that old um so there, you know, there's remember those noisy documentaries they should do like with different like sections of hip hop, yeah, like the one with like Migos and stuff like that. Yeah. Not the 2016 joint, but the one that they did in 2015. That's the reason that Offset stayed in jail for a few weeks. I remember yeah, watching that they one. Recorded it. I remember watching, <laughs> and that's like them. Now we talking about dry snitching on yourself. That white dude, he's mass crying and uncomfortable. He said, "Yes, yeah, so that right there, that's the free base." He's like, "That's the that's the crack right there." He said, "So that's it." The dude's face is blurry. He said, yeah, that's the crack. Like, that's how we do it. I said, oh, my God. Did I just learn how to cook crack on YouTube? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was just like, what? 
He just had the shit. Yeah. <laughs> you can learn how to do whatever. You can learn how to do whatever you want on YouTube. He drained it. To it. Relax. He drained it. He said, "Yeah, that's a crack crazy." Sam, this is Sam. This is a PG. This is a PG podcast. I'm just shit because I, I never seen that level. Of, <laughs> I never seen any level of self snitching in my life though. <laughs> okay. Right, let me chill. Let me chill. I just don't think I don't think that um, Migos or whoever said they should do that documentary series knew that they do investigative doc like, like they just do investigative journalism. Yeah, I think that's before the channel Vice came out. So that's like when they were still just noisy. Like no one knew that because remember we remember noisy and Vice were the same like conglomerate. Yeah, they're the same. Yeah, we knew noisy is just like doing the music shit, like the back and forth and just having like rappers chill, chill together. They didn't know like they was getting into the. You learn a lot on the Vice channel. Like that was some shit to really watch. Like I learned how. I, I'm, yeah, the Vice channel for sure. I I love that they made themselves a channel. I don't think that they do business well. It seems. Oh, for sure. But, but, their <laughs> but con- everything else, their like, content. There was a doc. I used yes, to, great content. I used. To, I remember once one the Christmas break. I used to just like get high a lot, and I watch a doc where the motherfuckers was in Medellin, and they showed them like. How they cut co- how they went from the coca leaf to cut to the cocaine, and then how they got into the U.S. I was just oh, like, yeah. "Bruh!" They show like the prisons. Yeah, they, they show the prisons yeah, for the yeah. motherfuckers that don't that don't live in Met- they don't live in Colombia, and how many people that they caught trying to smuggle shit. I was like, "Bruh!" I said, "Vice is just different." Vice, Vice, yeah, Vice is a lot of in- investigative journalism, and I mean, it's they. It's great content to watch. Oh, definitely. I'll be scared shitless. I can't imagine going to whatever, what their version of the trap house is at 2 a.m. <laughs> Talking about, so, all right, so this is how they, so they cut the, they cut it with gasoline and we just got to sit here for four hours <laughs> and wait. <laughs> they was giving us some wild content bro, on TV. <laughs> they was on TV. They still do that. I'm pretty sure they still run those on TV and on their YouTube channel. It's probably still there. It's just crazy to watch, though, man. It's just like it's it's crazy what you can put on the internet. <laughs> I I'm feel like that's for this whole conversation right now. I feel like that's where we get to. This is crazy what you could see on the internet. <laughs> yeah, the internet is too just much. too much. I feel on a daily I feel basis. Like I've, I've, that's why I feel like I'm desensitized. We've seen it all. We've been on the internet since we were like 12 years old. <laughs> I was active on the internet back in 07. <laughs> we was building whole web pages. I had a MySpace. My, I had a MySpace in 06. <laughs> like my little ass had a MySpace page. I had like Spider-Man 2 as my background. Like everybody knows how to build a website and they just don't know that they know. Yeah, like my MySpace took some time. Like we didn't give a fuck about the messaging or friendship. We just wanted to build the dope page. That was yeah. Our we shit. wanted our page to be the best. I we had, wanted uh, to have the best music when you came on on the page. Like all that. What was your What was your favorite theme song? Like what was your favorite song you had on your profile page? Uh, I can't say. Was, was, it, was, it, was it Was it Was it Pretty Ricky? Was it Pretty Ricky joint? It was. It was. <laughs> Honey, honey by pretty Ricky. We were some nasty children. <laughs> we were like a nasty We were nasty era kids, man. Like I knew if my mama caught that MySpace page, I was in trouble. Mine. Actually, my mom helped me build mine. She wasn't my friend. But like I just had a page just to have it. 
I think my song was uh, Throw Some D's. And I played the whole intro. I played the whole intro with the woman talking in the beginning and then the beat dropped. (laughs) That was... Man. Good times, man. Bro. That is wild that I just told what the song was on my page. I thought I was taking that to the grave. I mean... For sure thought I was. I mean, I feel like knowing our age is clearly... (laughs) Like we were some nasty kids. Like we were listening to Pretty Ricky. That's just known. It's fine, but even Chris Brown. Like I remember one time we were going to see the lights. It's around Christmas time, right? We were going to see the lights, right? And they started playing Chris Brown "Take You Down" in the car on the radio. And we was all in the car, and all the girls in the car, we all started singing it. And then my mom was like, was listening to the lyrics, and she was like, "Pretty girl, I don't know if this is a song for y'all in this room." <laughs> Mind it you, ain't the first time in getting in bumping ground. Okay, no. <laughs> <laughs> Let me Bro, take but mind it down. you, I had. Okay, what is up with you? <laughs> Your affinity for Chris Brown is unmatched. Okay, I told you, exclusive was like my favorite album from him. That's the vibe. Bro, I got Chris Brown albums every year for Christmas. Yeah. How did they not know what they were putting in my stocking? <laughs> <laughs> how did they know? How, why, why didn't they know? <laughs> okay, no, no. Let's. We got to get back on track. We have to get back on track. Can you start talking we're about here. Because <laughs> I ain't seen yeah, yes, in no. so long. That's why. Oh, my God. <laughs> one la- Before we get back, I have one last question. I want to see if I'm crazy what? or not, right? We've been talking about mm-hmm. a lot about versus battles and people want to have mm-hmm. Chris Brown do one. Am I super off base for wanting Chris wanting uh just a Chris Brown and Trey Songs battle? I don't care if Chris Brown wins. I think that would just be a good battle as a whole. Because I feel like that's a great battle. Because a lot of people like were saying, like, nah, that's a wash. I said, uh, there was like a little era where Trey was like the guy for a good like few years. Like you remember Trey Ready Pat. You remember when he did the Ready Passion, Passion, uh, Pain and Pleasure chapter four, chapter five, and then he had the he had the anticipation mixtapes too. What's the one with the uh, yeah? What's the white one with the white background? The one he did more current, like it's that's it's, trigger. That's the trigger joint. That's that one is probably one you of his played, best. You played that around me a lot our freshman year. That was I was like, oh shit, this that, nigga crazy still album? hitting me. Bro, that album, I was like, man, like I think I like this Trey Songz album, and I didn't stop playing it. <laughs> that nigga tricked. And I found out that I really loved Mila J, and she's dope too. So you got that one song, song he did. It was our last semester in college, stuck in my head with um, shooting shots with Ty Dolla Sign and Tori. You caught a vibe, vibe <laughs> shooting shots. <laughs> You had that shit stuck in my motherfucking head. I said, nah, this nigga Trigger is like... <laughs> that nigga Trigger. That was a good song, honestly, and it came and went. Like The songs <laughs> that I tend to gravitate towards are songs that don't like necessarily hit, for real, for real. Because you like the B-sides. You kind of like... like That's B- a good way to put you, it. Because they're, like, they're not like ballad B-sides, but they're like low-cut B-sides. Like They could be a hit, but they're just like slept on. That is so true. Most of my favorite artists, I wait. Like, Chris Brown is the only artist that does this. Like, the my favorite song on his project, he'll normally make turn it into a video. Like, 
he's gonna go forward and make a video with it, which is dope to me. You know, it's rare. It's very rare. He's like one of the only artists that does it. Like, I remember, yeah, all of my favorite artists. They most of the songs that I like. There's never really a video to it. That whole uh, slow and reverb shit became like a big wave on YouTube, and Chris and they did like a lot of records for Chris Brown's Indigo. And I said, man, Chris Brown should make more slow records and ballads because they because Indigo is like mostly dance records. They slowed the Indigo is one of like Chris one Indigo people slept no, on that Indigo, album. That is a very good Indigo's album. good, but it's just like that. Just them making those dance records, like they just like slow the pacing down of it. I said, nah, Chris Brown could really hit you with some like low cut B sides for real, for real. I say he likes to he gravitates towards the hits, but he can give you some B sides like it's nothing. I feel like he he gives us hits just to let us know like I do this. Now he still got the shit. It's just <laughs> like yeah, yeah, I think he 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 really just puts that puts all those hits on there just to be like okay these are gonna chart. I'm just gonna let you know how I do this. And oh, everything fact. else like I feel like most of the songs that I don't really care for the bigger Chris Brown songs, like the pop songs, like that's not the type of Chris Brown music that I like. I'm like the more like, like you said, the R&B slowed down stuff. Like the intro on Indigo, I think it's called Indigo if I'm not mistaken. They sl- I can't remember, but they, I think- That was one of the records I heard slowed down. I said, yo, that's- <laughs> Yes, bro. And it was written by Eric Bellinger and I could tell because those are the type of Eric Bellinger songs I like. And he just gives them away. Yo, I mean, he didn't give them away to just anybody. Yo. Yes. What? Yes, bro. Yes. What? So like some most times like, and then um, have you uh, heard Omarion's sex playlist uh, album? Yeah, because you kept playing. You used to play it um in the dorms. Oh, okay, don't blame it on me. <laughs> no, don't you, blame no, you it keep, on No, you used to play me. it like around us. That's how I heard it. We used to just kick it I in the like dorms. I like the music. And that was like one album that was amazing top to bottom. I was a fucking back then, so I didn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> No, but like the intro, my point of even saying that is that the intro on Sex Playlist, uh, Omarion's album, that song is also written by Eric Bellinger. And it's one of my favorite songs. Like, it's, I don't know why it is. Every time I like an intro song or a song on an album, like, it's written by this fool, especially in RB. I got one more battle for you. But on, one more battle. On a, one more on a writing we get back. <laughs> on a writing battle. On a, a writing battle. Okay, okay. This you're Eric gonna Bell- throw something. You, I know. This, I know Eric, it. Eric Bellinger okay. versus James Fauntleroy. Don't do that to me because I'm going Eric Bellinger. I gotta give you James Font. I gotta go James Fauntleroy. They both written for the same people. And no, that's what's gonna make it so much fun. <laughs> that's what will make like, it like so. I have written those. It was like whenever. So would you go? Would you go? I feel like the better a better um, songwriting. If we're gonna go James Fonleroy, you should put him with the Dream and see what comes up comes out of that. You know, I want to do more battles that are like just very who were newer versus who did who like people who did shit in the last decade versus who did shit in the two thousands like crazy. Yeah, I think those would be interesting battles because you're like having a battle of eras because the Dream was going stupid in the in the two thousands. James Fauntleroy in the 2010s. I'm into shit like that. I've been so you know how they people want to like give Cameron a battle, right? Mm-hmm. I have an easy battle. I said if you want to do like a battle of like eras and like niggas that just like had like a co- high like a, co- a big cultural moment 
and when them niggas in their peak, you, they couldn't miss. I said, I feel like Cameron versus ASAP Rocky is a clear good battle. I said, because like ASAP Rocky was a 2010 version of Cameron, if I'm being honest with you. Like, I'm going to be peak, real with you. Like, ASAP Rocky, like, I'm talking about peak ASAP. Everybody not- loves the the beginning of ASAP Rocky's career, but I'm not a fan. I like ASAP Ferg more. I'm going to be real with you. But ASAP Rocky, like, no matter if he loved him or hated him, you just knew, like, this nigga was like, he was like, a, it was a he was a big cultural moment. You talking about motherfucker that his album leaked a month early, still went number one, selling 115k first week. Motherfuckers like dressing like this nigga. Like that's why I was like when I look at Cameron. No, 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 no. not to. You're right. You're right. Not to discount anything. I'm just saying like, yeah, like what I what I would have kept one what I've wanted from ASAP Rocky. I have realized that's never happening again. So exactly. and that's why you gotta just enjoy. I'm you just, not a fan. You just gotta just enjoy like whatever mm-hmm. that was. You just enjoy it. But I'm talking about like their peaks and their highs. That's like not a Cameron okay. and Rocky battle would be lit. I feel like Cameron's gonna be him though. Off as a whole, like for real, like no, no, no think about the twenty it. Like, to ten when they do versus battles. We're gonna because, get on the twenty. Okay, so because I, I went back, Rocky. I don't think Rocky last. Ooh, see, I heard Rocky's first album again. Not even just his first tape, his first album too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rocky got some jokes in the motherfuckers. I'm not gonna cap. Rocky had some shit on there. Now, Cameron. Okay, but I'm saying, but like, you know what I yeah, mean? Now, Cam, now, you know what now, I mean? Cameron can pull from more, but like, no matter who wins or loses, that's going to be a live battle. That's going to be a lit ass battle. Like, are you talking about motherfuckers? If they started, if they started doing it like era versus, like, you know, I, I'm, I'm, eras, I want but... to era versus era at one point because I feel like after, when it comes to verses, you can only do so many matches at the moment you do. A Jay Z versus Drake or a Kanye versus Drake, it's 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 ruined. If you do a Beyonce versus Rihanna, it's ruined. That's like peak. Then you're gonna start going to white people. If you want to keep it within our culture and not lean to the white artists, you got to start doing era versus era, songwriter versus songwriter. You got to give us some ill shit. It's just like you've brought up a great topic. Then we're gonna get back on topic, but you brought up a good topic. When do you think? Let's bet. When do you think they're gonna bring the first white person on versus? I promise you, by March we gonna get. They gonna give us. They gonna <laughs> give. Us, they gonna give us a Justin Timberlake battle at one point. They gonna. The moment they I get, feel like Justin Timberlake or Justin Bieber, some weirdo it, shit. It's gonna be Justin Timberlake <laughs> versus Robin Thicke, like on some shit. And that'll be that'll be a cool battle, but it's just like. That's too white for me. That's it'll be like a because like the motherfuckers. No, no disrespect. All disrespect. I don't want to see that. They're talented as fuck, but I was like, if you want to keep it within like black artists and black culture, I said the moment you put like as a hell, you throw the moment you throw Pharrell in it, (laughs) it's a wrap because you can't have a nigga like Pharrell battling and then like that's peak. It's done after that shit. Like you got to start giving us white artists. But I'm saying, like, there are so many things in between. Like, they they don't even have nothing before the main event. Like, when we were watching the Gucci and um Young Young Jeezy stuff, like, make how like long a, did we sit there before? Make it like a cool, make it like a boxing match, like early rounds and sh- like earlier, like bef- like early matchups before the headliners. Like, you could do cool shit because I don't know. It's just like because even the Keisha, well, you know, what? I feel like. Instead of doing the like, oh, bring someone up before, why don't they just do DJs? Like, that, why can't DJs battle? That'll that'll be fun too. Honestly, I'll be down with that because 
when you're looking forward to these battles and also we're not inside like the way that we used to be, motherfuckers outside. Like, let's be honest. And the one no, I'm we just f- live in Texas, Sam. We just live in Texas. Uh, see, they had to start. Other states had to start going on curfew and and go on curfew for them to be inside. Motherfuckers before the East Coast started implementing curfews, they was outside too. We just don't give a fuck. They tried to be. They was in eating outside in tents. That's a different. They, <laughs> but not. It's just like <laughs> I don't know. Like we're talking about bad about mm-hmm. nobody. I'm just saying <laughs> we get in the Keisha Cole and Ashanti battle, which is cool. But after one point, we're 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 gonna get a Jodeci battle, and I think Jodeci should battle Drew Hill. Like at one point, you're gonna start running out of matchups, and if you want to keep the brand itself going, if it's just some fun shit, we're still doing a quarantine. Cool, whatever. But they have they 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 got no, the bag. I think they gonna they gonna take it they gonna take it to TV. They got the bag, so it's just like I want to still or streaming even, or something like that. Even if because yeah, they do the streaming on Apple Music now. But like I'm talking about, they're gonna turn it into a show. Yeah, it was like, like you're gonna be able to watch oh, a whole season sure. like week to week. I want them to and just. It's keep not it. gonna be live. It's probably gonna be pre-recorded. Yeah, I want them to keep it within the culture. Honestly, it's just like because I want like we're the, we're finally in the place of like as hip hop and R and B. We ain't gotta fucking sell our shit out to for us to be popping no more. We could just be, we could just be because again, hip hop and R B is the culture. Lean more towards our shit. Do era to era. That would be dope as fuck now. And again, if you, want- I feel like that. I feel like because it was at the time that it came about that that's probably what is going to happen. Yeah. All jokes aside, I think that's like what should happen. And I mean, it just helps us celebrate each other. Yeah, and that's. Because like, I don't know if I told you when I did my top 50 rappers list last year, when that was like a whole topic, mm-hmm. I added, there was like four rappers from the 2010s that I added on there. I said, because we're at this point mm-hmm. now, I said, we're a de- I said, this, I said, not as of now, I said, we're a decade in. I said, bro, like Drake's first shit came out over 10 years ago. Cole's first shit mm-hmm. came out 10 years ago. These niggas are veterans now. They're not like no new niggas. They're vets. I said they should start being treated as such. So it's not like are they not being treated as such? To the to the to like the hit to like the hip hop gatekeepers, they still act like these motherfuckers are new niggas. Like they just keep wanting these motherfuckers to waste it. Uh, we don't want to we don't want to give we don't, like we don't want to like place them somewhere yet. Like bro, these niggas they five albums in. These motherfuckers is vets now. I said at one point yeah, you that's got true. to. I mean. And they're not dropping as frequently. So, like at one point, you got to admit, like Cole, Kendrick, and Drake are debatable, like debatably top twenty-five rappers of all time. You got to like start admitting shit like that. But, and then when you say top twenty-five, then it actually pushes them into like top top ten range. And, like, that, it just, and that's and that's why the old heads because they don't want to push and out. And you can start making these, can start solidifying some of them and, niggas for top five. And, and then just, and then that's the thing because they don't want to start pushing out niggas that they the niggas that they loved in the nineties. They're not trying to push out KRS one. Not trying to push out no fucking Big L. They're not trying to push out these niggas. But it's like, bro, as time goes on, these motherfuckers start like getting up there. They that's just how it goes. Like I said, I'm sorry. Everything that Drake has done, you cannot tell me Drake's not a top twenty rapper. Kendrick's discography itself is flawless. You cannot tell me he's not a top twenty rapper. Cole. And then it starts making cases for people who have already like unfortunately passed on, like. Juice World mm-hmm. and Triple X and like these people. And even, even then like, you got to start looking at the numbers and the cultural impact, and then you got to start making cases for stuff like that because yeah. their numbers are ridiculous. Like the numbers going crazy. Like 
even still like charting still like you gotta you gotta factor in that it's just alone if stuff because even when i did my list i put kick i had kick cuddy at 50 i said just off of just cultural i said off of influence of what he did to the rap game i said his i said his raps are very minuscule i said but for the fact that he directly inspired travis scott he said he indirectly helped this whole new generation of rappers i said he gets a spot in that top 50 like you gotta start giving niggas that were rapping in the late two thousands, twenty tens. Well, spot. then if that's the case, then Wayne is actually the greatest rapper ever. I got Wayne in my top ten. No, I'm talking about who's number one then. I got Hove in my number one. Who's number two? Two. I gotta go directly to my list. I, I, no, no, no. But who's number two's like in your head? Like who's number two? Off a of formality? Nah, it's just on a formality perspective. I'm not- because he had one of the most, one of the most um, influential rap albums of all time. No, legit. When I say Wayne's in my top ten, I think I have him, Lupe, and Kendrick. They're like in, they're like interchangeable in the same slots. Like I have them all tied together. I have Kendrick, Lupe, and Wayne all tied. Yeah, Wayne's like Wayne's like. If I'm going based off my shit, I'm gonna probably say Wayne's one or two. I, and Jay Z's probably one because of what he's done on the business side. Oh, for sure. But then if we go and just straight rapping and just like how much they put out and how much they've sold, if we're looking at that and cultural impact, like I feel like that's yeah. Wayne. Like no, Wayne, if that's the whole package like, minus like and even business decisions. Like he had, he gave us Wayne and Nicki. I mean, not Wayne and no, Nicki, Drake no. and Nicki. Like, so the motherfuckers in my top ten are like ill top ten niggas. Like I have Andre in my top ten. I have. Again, Kanye's acted a fool, but off of influencing his his discography, I have him in my top ten. I got Kendrick in my top ten. I got Lupe in my top ten. I got Wayne in my top ten. I got Scarface in my top ten. Ghostface is in my top ten. Like, all right, you didn't name eight people, so it's basically <laughs> a top ten. I, I think Big Boy's in there too. So you can't you can't not put Big Boy in the top ten as well. Oh, that's nine people in your top ten. Like, they all like. Like you know me, I have. I can't. Remember, I think I placed Drake somewhere like five spots ahead of call. I think I had Drake at eighteen. I have Drake about eighteen. That's interesting. But hey, let's let's get back. Let's get back to what we were talking about. <laughs> That's interesting though. Who? But let, stemming off of that, who were your favorite artists that you just listened to this year? I have um, the. The art, uh, the rapper slash singer Buddy. Okay, He's, I like I, him. I fuck with him like crazy. It's like you know, you know, I fuck with LA nigga. I fuck with like LA rappers and shit. So, and he's he could sing too. He's dope. He has this dope tape that he did with um, Kent Jams from Overdose. I, don't know, I think he used to play Overdose around y'all a lot. There's like yeah. the, the nigga who's clearly the star of Overdose. He he did a he did a joint tape with, with uh, Buddy called the Jank Tape. Shit is so fucking fire. That's dope as shit. Thundercat. I've been bumping Thundercat like crazy. And Knowledge. I'm going to forever just boost Knowledge. He's just like the greatest because now that it's funny because now I'm looking at Jay Versace when he did that little remix video to Scissors Hit Different. And it's like, yo, what the his fan base is like, yo, what the fuck is this? What are we listening to? I said, that's Knowledge. I said, this nigga, I said, he's on his Knowledge shit right now. I fuck with knowledge yeah. like crazy. He he drops like knowledge is knowledge so fucking. Is he's like and I fuck with him because like he's one of the niggas like he just knows he's ill. But I read an interview 
he says he just like just record. He makes music just a lot. That's why he puts out a tape a month. He said he just has so much music. He just like works all day on just like making beats, remixes. He has a certain grind about him that reminds me of, like just some old niggas. But he still like he has tapes dedicated to Meek Mill. He has tapes dedicated to Music Soul Child. Like yeah, knowledge. Like he has tapes dedicated to like him sampling video game music from his childhood. Like this, I fuck with him heavily. Bari, Smino's homie from Z4L, Zero Fatigue. For sure, for sure, for sure. Bari's ill. I've heard his name a little bit more recently. I think it's his. He has like this ill voice that I really like, and maybe it's because he has like a lower voice, and I feel I fuck with it because <laughs> I identify with it. <laughs> so it's like it's like I love when like niggas with low voices start like rapping. That's funny. It's because your voice deep as shit. <laughs> that's, that's why I fuck with it. Because voice is deep as hell. If you hear him on if you hear him on the hook of Z for I got a new drop. I, I got a new drop in white tee. A. I was like, okay, I fuck with it, like niggas. I fuck with white teeth, white teeth. Yeah, like I, I fuck with niggas. They just be like rapping on some dope shit. They just got like just low, like low tone voices. And I was bumping this shit. He had he had some records on there. I said, yo, this nigga's like nice. Barry's he still find himself sonically, of course, but Barry is dope. Oh, that's good. That means that he's probably gonna be like, you know, he's probably gonna get a little bigger next year. Yeah, like I love the second best person in a rap crew because they always have something. They're the most. They're the most creative. They're the and they're most creative. They're the most most creative, and also they're the most hungry because you see the nigga that really blew up. They gonna be. They're gonna be who they are no matter what. And then other nigga, they gotta find ways to be dope in that crew, but also separate themselves. It's kind of like with Ferg. Ferg is really dope. Like Rocky was clearly the guy, but Ferg had to find his own but shit. Something about Ferg and the creativity he puts into just the cover art, and that's the cool the shit. Tracking. That's the cool like, shit about being the. I love that shit. That's the cool shit about being the second best nigga in the crew. Like Odd Future, Tyler is the guy. You have Earl Sweatshirt. Like you fight. Like those are kind of cool niggas, and I just like fuck with shit like that. So Bari is dope in that sense. He's still finding his sound, but he's clearly. He has he. There's something ill about him that you got to just check some records out. Well, he's dope as fuck for yeah, real. Yeah, for sure. I'm definitely gonna check out some more stuff from him, especially because I, I knew he was like the dude from the song Z4L. Yeah, like he just like this. Like he's. I knew that much. You know what I'm saying? It's just like certain shit. He just be like, it's something about these niggas. They be saying some ill shit because I heard. I first heard him. I was at um. I think my my sister used to do powerlifting when she was in high school, so I used to go to their events whenever they're like in town. So I just see you playing music, and he just be doing, he just be saying some ill shit. Like I remember he did this one record called Jetpack, and that whole joint. He started off talking about God bless him with the jetpack. Then I hit him with the step pack. Fuck around, did it with the left hand. I was like, oh shit, this nigga, like he just. Like just punching those lines. So you like the way he puts them together. He you just, like the way he puts he them together. He's just punching them lines. That just like, damn, nigga. Like, ease up. I said, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I said, bro. Ease up. You just can't be saying just dope shit. Like, let let me. And they're saying it monotone as fuck in the deepest voice ever. And that was the year. That was when I first heard. That was the same year. Harden was like averaging thirty six points a game. <laughs> Something like thing, you know. Oh, so you felt that shit. This nigga hit with a step back and the left hand. I said, oh god. <laughs> I was like, yo, this nigga's ill, but I fuck with him heavily. 
of course, have Saba yeah. is on my list. Saba mm-hmm. just one of the greatest. I think I had a hot take, honestly. When what? they get when they used to like when they used to like have they used to call like Joe they used to call like when they, when Joe Button used to call like Reason or Jid. It's about rappers who are like who are in, in their camp and who are in their league of like new niggas who don't have that shine yet. Mm-hmm. My hot take is says Saba can rap better than both of them niggas. I said Saba can rap better than both of them niggas. I said, nah, like. But Saba's been around since like I, I remember y'all listening to Saba when we were in school. Yeah, but like remember, like you're talking about like a new nigga as far as like he's getting that shine. Like he wasn't getting that shine like that. Like as far as like true. getting that placement. And Jiz mm-hmm. like no, nah, Jiz like nobody can outrap me. I said, bro, I'm pretty sure Saba can eat you on the record like right now. <laughs> like that's I like Jid my t- a lot. Jid is ill. I fuck with Jid heavily too. Reasons new album was crazy. As much as it's hard being a new, it's hard being a new nigga in TDE because we want to hear from Sizz, we want to hear from Rashad, we want to hear from Kendrick. I think his personality is great. I watched a couple interviews with him. Reason? I watched the Breakfast Club one. I did. I watched the Lip Service one. And then I seen him when he was with Joe Budden. I liked all of those. Yeah, Re- Reason himself. I like his personality a lot. He's really dope, and honestly, like his album was great. It's just you got you're in that one space, and it's like, and he said he said he's supposed to drop in March. He said, but the pandemic hit and everything shut down, so he's supposed to drop back then. And I'm like, I feel for you because at this point, we're going on four years since SZA, four years since Kendrick, we're past four years since Rashad. Motherfuckers like I said, I said you're like the new nigga too. So it's I like, did any. I don't really think how many big artists dropped this year. Not many. Uh, Drake dropped some Lucy's. Yeah, Drake dropped some Lucy's, and um, that's it really. It's like big big artists, and maybe yeah. And I was Ju- just thinking about that. And Juice World dropped posthum- po- uh, posthumously, and also then Uzi. That's really it. I don't, maybe future dropped. I don't, did future drop? I don't know. Yeah, no future. That's what we're gonna. Yeah, exactly. That's how. That's how I wanted to get there. A future so drop. My top artist like that I listened to. I mean, that future high of life project was really good. Touch the sky. Like I, that's that song's on there. Like there's a couple more on that project that I like a lot. Like future. Even I think future. Did he he only dropped once this year. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but he dropped the whole project. Yeah, those. And that's rare for future to just drop once a year. Like, yeah, that is true. He know he normally give you like one full, like you know, one real project. Then you give you like two mixtapes. Yeah. But yeah. And then okay, so no, I have future, and of course I listened to um, Chris Brown and Young Thug's collab yeah, album, Slime and B. Slime and B. That shit was hard too. That was sneak. It was a sneaky release, and it was. It, there's so much good music on there because yeah, they just they just kind of had to roll out just to keep it pushing. But if we were outside when that shit was dropping, oh my yeah. god, that shit would have been the best thing ever. And I feel like if you listen to that project, there's not any, there's not too many songs you want to skip at all. It is, and they give I, you a good amount. They give you a good. They give you enough too. During the time when lockdown was really first hidden, so like I was just at the work from home, I was like just driving around in like the city, just because, and just play music because I just got a new sound. I had just got a new sound system in my car. Ironically, like I yeah. got it right before the lockdown hit, so I just played music. I always played the slime and B just on rotation for just like an hour, and I found myself just going. So there's a thing where I do if I really like a record. 
I've been this mm-hmm. way since I was a baby. I would just like, no, nah, I have to just hear this over and over and over again. I don't care if we ain't hit the track six shit. <laughs> Man, you because are not alone. I will keep playing some shit too. Because me and my sister were like that when we were babies a lot. Like, if there's something that we really liked, we just no, nah, like, no, nah, bring that shit back. We trying to hear that shit again. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, nah, we run it back. Like, run it back. We just gonna run this whole back forever. Man, it took me a minute to get past a certain record, to get past a certain threshold and slime and be because. It has some joints on there I really love. I didn't even hear Go Crazy until right before it blew up because I just kept playing I Got Time. Go Crazy. Go Crazy. City Girls. Hit, I City Got Girl Time. Like, Bro, you played I Got Time that many, t- that many times. <laughs> I played City Girls I don't know how many times because my best friend Sonny was in town. We would just ride around town exactly what you're saying and playing City Girls over. Every time we got in the car, play City Girls. That's the shit, too. It's just like. Yeah, man. But it was, who else was I listening to a lot this year. Spotify told me that I listen to K Camp more than anything. That does not sound any different. Like you listen to K Camp a lot. You're I big- do, and you know he's good. And I feel like more. I don't know. K Camp keeps it here, right? So it's not that people don't know. Yeah, he I is. just feel like maybe he feels unappreciated. <laughs> that could be a thing, honestly. Like. Maybe because I don't that the projects that he puts out are great projects, like to the point where you want to play it from top to bottom. You don't want to just pick a song, and if you do pick a song, that's just because you just trying to show out. Like somebody come over, you playing, just people come over and chill. You just gonna pick a song, like All right, this one gonna go. Plug me in. <laughs> <laughs> Plug me in. Who else? Oh, Eric Bellinger dropped this shit in here. Eric Bellinger has been doing um, these writing camps. So he's been releasing EPs where there's like verses, where there's like no lyrics. So there's a space so that artists can get the tracks and record their own verses. And he's like been posting them on his social media. And I guess he's been having like drawings or whatever to see who can actually get placed. Hmm. I think that's pretty dope. He did yeah. that. He did release a couple of EPs, but he always releases EPs because before he was always releasing mixtapes. So I don't know. Eric Bellinger, you know, he's he's releasing music, but not as much. I still but listen to Eric B for President. Um, term one. Term one is my favorite. Term oh. one is um. I don't like term, term one. Or, term two is not my state. It's not you know. I tried. I really tried. Like, but term one was just. Term one was the one for real. Term one was just way too good. It Term was. two, there are some songs on there, but it's not something I'm just gonna play like I, that. I think you texted me when it dropped because I was kind of in the air because we were doing we were doing mixes back then. I was kind yes. of just like getting an Eric Bellinger. He dropped term one. I said, okay, now nah, this is fire. And I just kept playing it over and over and over. I just still I still play it. I still play it for real. Like, <laughs> yes, yes. Eric Bellinger, I feel like he just makes music that you can play over and over because mostly one, his songs are not that long unless they're extensively long. Yeah. Unless the beat changes and he's doing a whole nother thing, then they're not going to be too long. He had one. But, re- he had one really good record on. Um, 
I can't. It was it, he, he, it was a joint record he did with BJ Chicago Kid, and it was on also eleven twenty three. Back it up. I said that's a collab that I did not see coming. But back it up. Oh my, Sam! Do you remember how much I played that song? Like, because I didn't. Like, I I didn't really recognize it because I'm not. Again, I don't listen to Eric Eric Bellinger's project like that, like that. But I'm tuned in to BJ Chicago Kid. I heard that shit. I said, hold up. I feel like I've heard this shit before. But then I was like, oh, I get it now. I love it. Yeah, that Eric is good, man. So an artist, Eric, Eric is Eric. And I feel like Eric Bellinger, oh, I'm calling him Eric like I know him. <laughs> he was I don't ahead know this man. Of, he was ahead of his time when he dissed Tory Lanez three years ago. Tell me why I watched that video a couple weeks ago and I died laughing. Easy call on he the way. Whole- Easy call on the way. <laughs> Get the fuck out my way. Get the fuck out my way. I remember, <laughs> I remember I was talking to a chick at the time and we were just like, like yeah, because she was an Eric Bellinger too. I was like, yeah, that Tory, that Tory album wasn't it. That that memories don't die shit wasn't it. That said Eric Bellinger about to get this <laughs> nigga on the low. <laughs> it was like Easy call on the way. We was in the sh- but an easy call is a good ass project. It's it's great. I'm not gonna cap, man. Yeah. There's another artist that I've been listening bust to. It down, um, bust it. Face ass. Face ass, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Little ass nigga. Like this... Yeah, you are ridiculous. I don't, I, I don't fuck with that nigga. I'm sorry. I don't fuck with him no more. I don't. No, no, I don't. I don't feel like anybody does, and I feel like the fact that he even mentioned anything about those Spotify top whatever artist playlists, you know, the end of the year wrap up things that they do. One, when, whenever you decided to shoot her, or shoot at her, whatever the fuck you did, whenever you did, whenever you did that, that's when people stop listening to you. So we had a good what four or five months of listening to you and supporting you. I mean, because remember, yeah, because you went independent yeah. and you got all your money, you owned your masters. Remember that? And I'm gonna go in so the record. So we were supporting you. And I'm gonna record and say this. <laughs> I, I was afraid to say it for a long time because apparently I had an unpopular opinion. I did not like Chick Say Five. I did not like it at all. I mm. didn't. I didn't. I'm not gonna sit here and cap, man. There are songs I, on that project that I did like. It was like maybe, there was more than three or four. I didn't. I maybe like. I think the "Take You Down" joint. I didn't like much on it because I feel like it. And that's I, funny because the "Take You Down" song. I didn't like the "Take You Down" one. You you know me. You know I'm type of person. I was like, okay, I feel like you should not. You should not lean too hard into whatever. If whatever you have, you if you hit lightning in a bottle. You should not keep spamming mm-hmm. it. You know what I mean? And it, I think the chick safe. You just felt like he should have, like, you felt like he should have just did the sampling, but not yeah. made it full of samples. Like and, some songs and, that just weren't sampled. And I get why he did it because he wanted to do it as an album, not a tape. And the only way he could really get it done was to get those people on it. That's why I feel like you do like, I feel like you do like a fire and desire where Brandy said, Hey, I would have resung that shit for you if you just hit me up. I said, these motherfuckers still got the stems. I'm pretty sure they'll be there to help you recreate that sample if they was going to be that part, much part of it instead of trying to get them on a feature. Like, I'm sorry, but you give you... Now, I'm talking about, again, you know I love Chick Tape 2, and I love Chick Tape 3 a lot. When I'm looking... You don't anymore, right? 
<laughs> I mean, like as a project, so I don't listen to them anymore. But I know, like, as I don't listen to them anymore. But it's just like when I'm looking at the project itself, I said that's a really good project. That's what I mean by that. Mm-hmm. I'm looking when he did the ride joint, and this supposed to be Genuine's Pony. Mm-hmm. You're tuned in on a certain yeah. thing. Like he was great at those samples. And the last stride of him really hitting that to where it wasn't just super, just it insisted upon itself was Chick State Four. But then again, I feel like once you that's true. Once you sample all the really good records, like I'm talking about the like the records that you didn't know could be flipped like that. Like this, you had the genuine TLC joints. You have those that you didn't know that could be flipped that way. I think you had a John B record on Chick's tape too. Mm-hmm. After you do Alicia Keys, Destiny's Child, Genuine, TLC, John B, um, you did uh, Pretty Ricky, you did Fat Joe and Ashanti, you've done Chingy. Those are the low key cuts that you can, like, okay, these are big records, but those are not, you can flip those. You can't do beautiful. I'm with you. If Tory Lane's doing that, it was probably his best bet because yeah. nobody's gonna sign off for him to do that ever again. Yeah, so. and that's just like, but when you do, he it's like he kept trying, he kept trying to do bigger records. Like you can't do a beautiful, you can't do a take you down, you can't do a like those are like iconic records. You can't do even. Yeah, he should have stuck with like the B side records. Like some of them, like some of them. He should. He could have kept. Should, like I like some of them. I'm not about to go through them. Like the done, Beauty and the Beast one was mm-hmm. dope. He should have done. Um, I'm in love with a stripper because I'm sprung is just like, I'm sprung is just different. To where you can't flip. We love it, that. We love that to sing every single word it, of that song. You can't like every single. You word. can't really flip. I'm sprung and make it your own thing, without it just being head ass. Like you can flip. I'm in love with a stripper. Like you hear it, you could do just for that synth alone. You could do something crazy with that shit. That is very true. <laughs> and I don't know. And this is like, and, and again, I'm in the minority. I didn't like that album, but people loved it. And then he dropped New Toronto Three. He did Quarantine Radio, so he's on a gas. He's on a high. He's kicking with Megan. Mm-hmm. He's doing all that shit. Okay, cool, whatever. And then she gets shot. I say, here's what I was said about that situation. I was skeptical. But after two weeks, I said, okay. I said, after two weeks, and she just kind of says what happened. I'm just like, okay, she's saying this. Again, I feel like here's what I'll say. If if there's no charges being brought up and the motherfucker's talking crazy on my name, I'm coming out immediately saying, nah, that's not what the fuck happened at all. He just kept, like, the motherfucker kept quiet. He just still kept quiet. She showed us the scars. He kept quiet. She she mm-hmm. ready, she should have said she's like no this nigga shot me and I wasn't even pressing charges because I want to protect your bitch ass he didn't say nothing charges got pressed <laughs> he still ain't say nothing but this motherfucker made an album gaslighting the album 2020 the 2020 experience <laughs> this motherfucker like I said the the certain words he was saying is like I've heard those specifically dealing with people who I know that were in relationships like that. Like, just motherfuckers just gaslighting the fuck out you, making you seem like you wrong and crazy. I've seen that shit before. I don't know. I I don't know what he has going through his head, but... I'm talking about, I'm talking about that album, specifically. The Daystar album. Oh, where he's yeah. Trying to- he definitely gaslighted her. But at the same time, do whatever you whatever your heart desires. Like, whatever, but it's, bro. It's like- that tweet, though, when he hit you with the... When he said, <laughs> doing all that, but she can't take no dick. I said, all right, bro, this nigga flagrant. 
This motherfucker, borderline like borderline harassment, borderline <laughs> harassment. Like you got an open case. We know who you're talking about. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> like, what's going on? So the NBA, like, ain't nobody advise you against this. He ain't got no team. This nigga independent, bro. He can't afford them niggas no more. <laughs> Can you? <laughs> So speaking of fumbling, speaking of fumbling, we had this conversation earlier. Yeah. This is a great, it's a good question though. Yeah. Did Kanye fumble what could have been the best label roster in hip hop history? So you know it's crazy. So that conversation I had that because again, I'm looking at the way Big Sean dropped Detroit 2. I'm not a personal fan of it, but I'm like the rollout was phenomenal. Tiana mm-hmm. Taylor. Tiana Taylor, again, mm-hmm. Tiana Taylor, I know you're a bigger fan of her than I am. I said, no, nah, that's a really good album. It just kind of went under the radar. And I'm going to say... The first, you're talking about uh, the newest four? Joint. The newest joint. Oh, oh, okay. The newest one. The newest one? Yeah. Wow, the newest one? I like it, but it's just like... It's, it's, called, it's called Album. It's called the album. But yeah, that yeah. shit was good as fuck. Yeah, it's like, it's a good album, but you know, like, I was never, like, I never leaned too hard on Tiana Taylor. But I was like, it's a good album. But when I think the nail in the coffin was, right, when I'm looking at... As a whole of their roster, three of their well, three artists that they used to really just push like that, all all collectively, and debatingly, had their best records in a good few years. The moment that Kanye stopped being super involved is when they got better because Kid Cudi dropped his shit yesterday. Opera, I tell you this: I never want to see Kid Cudi and Kanye together ever. In my life again. Did you just call me my government? On oh, kicking it with Queen O. Motherfucker. Oh, you're slipping. I got, you're slipping. I got passion. Hey, maybe, maybe, they, maybe they'll find you if they can spell it. Hey. You gotta get chemo. Like, hey. You're right. If you can spell it, you can find it. But I'm not betting on too many of you motherfuckers. Nah, but like, because Cuddy dropped this shit last night, and I'm just like, I never want to see Kanye work with any of his label artists again because he just holds these niggas back. I think back to when Big Sean did Hall of Fame, and Kanye would be super big part of it. Hall of Fame to me, to this day, is still Big Sean's worst album. Tiana, like, he botched Tiana Taylor's, <laughs> he botched Tiana Taylor's whole second album. And then, yeah, I'm just assuming I'm acting like that album didn't happen, but but like there's good songs on there. Like it's a good project. The only thing is, is that like it just feels weird. Like it just feels like there's just stuff. There's missed. There's stuff missing. And even um, this goes back way years before when I'm looking at like publication lists. We're talking about the most anticipated albums of 2012. Every publication had Kid Cudi's Wizard that he was doing with his producer Dot the Genius. They had that in the top five. When I tell you that it dropped and people in my school who were Kid Cudi fans did not know that album came out. They said, wait, that shit dropped already? I said, I said who, who the fuck is fumbling this bag? How do, you have, <laughs> how do you have, like, you talking about somebody who's off a high? Like, this is after Man on the Moon 2. He's on a high and motherfuckers didn't even know the shit came out. You have Common. Like, Common's going to be Common, but, like, John Legend, John Legend's going to be him. How do you have the Bonds? Like I, I may fuck up his name. The Bonds. He was the he's the Afrobeats artist. How do you sign him mm-hmm. in 2012? 
you could have been the you could have been the person to usher in the Afro beats wave in America, but you just signed him just to have him on your roster. How you have most deaf and do nothing with your roster? How do you have designer? Designer's talented. He was just not. Pushed. I feel like he's talented, but they they didn't push. They him. played so much on that one song, Panda, in that uh freestyle he did with a uh, double XL. Did, did you ever hear his tape? What else is there to push? Like, did you ever hear no? his tape? Come on now. No, come on. Now. I remember um you heard his tape, right? Uh the New English joint. No, Sam, I was not about to listen to him that was, okay, speak so, in another language. Okay, for, so that was, that was not me. even another language, his own language that for was, that, 30 minutes. That was me and one of my homies. That was like one of our favorite tapes that summer. That may have been one of the this is just like a crazy hard ass tape I've ever heard in my life. Like that shit was insane. It had the just it had like the very anarchic and chaotic energy I really love. It did like because again, designer, he just kind of when they say like, oh, he raps like future, and you hear his voice, he just kind of sounds like that. It flipped that whole thing. Oh, yeah, I it ain't even about comparing him yeah, to but, like future, but, you know, like you didn't even do it's more so just like you know, the name, do the, I don't know, I just not my style. They didn't even do the branding right because motherfuckers said, nah, he was copying future. I said, nah, that's his voice. This nigga sounds like a New York artist because you if you heard his tape, he sounded like a motherfucker from Brooklyn for real, like. They didn't, they just, it's like Kanye was doing the, oh, it's like this nigga, I want to like get this record. I want to get him like right yeah, on my shit. He was worried about the, he, he was worried about the record and, and that's just, gave him a record deal because of the record. And that's the craziest shit to me because like, how do you just have these talent on your roster like this? Like you have motherfucking great talent. Even with the, um, tr- here's one thing that's big controversy, right? That we talk about. We've, we've, I've debated this with other people for a long time. Mr. Travis Scott, if you remember, Travis Scott was on Dream Chasers 2. That's May of 2012. Yes. Travis Scott mm-hmm. was on Good. It was on Cruel Summer. That's September of 2012. He did all of Yeezus. Travis Scott did not get signed. <laughs> Travis Scott did not get signed by Ti until damn near 2013. But he was working on Cruel Summer, which dropped in September of 2012. How do you sit here and let T.I. scoop this artist up? When I first heard Travis Scott, Travis Scott, I said, nah, this nigga is on some crazy shit. He's about to be a star. I heard. But if I'm not mistaken, T.I. is the one who Meek Mill signed with first. Yeah. T.I. Like, I mean, so we not going to. I mean, T.I. gave a, has given yeah, but us. It's, like, but it's just like, how are you. I'm talking about like. You talking about somebody who was personally connected? Travis Travis Scott's like like tra- the person who's like close to Travis Scott's family is DJ Premier. He's kicking it with Just mm-hmm. Blaze and Mike Dean all before he met Ti. These are pre- these are people that Kanye is really close with. How the fuck do you see this kid around you like this? And not I don't know. I feel like maybe his attention wasn't so far on that. Maybe he knew he wanted to have a label of different creatives, but and to he often- did he wasn't too he wasn't Kanye doesn't seem like he takes joy in strategy. Yeah. His strategy is to it's just, cra- it's just chaos crazy. and drop. And you know and, what I'm saying? And that's the craziest thing because you just can't keep when let's because even with the OVO shit, he come like OVO when Drake comes across talented artists. But you cannot sit here. You cannot really look at the OVO roster and say like, not all these people were meant to be stars. I can look at the good music roster and say, hey, 
75 percent of these artists are meant to be stars like i'm looking at this roster these are stars all right here what yes all of them is like, like two chains i don't think ever actually signed with good two, music two, but he was affiliated yeah, two chains didn't have an official signing but like in peak peak two chains were based on the true story one and two yeah he was with, he was with good music alive early travis scott big sean kid cuddy tiana taylor saha the prince Pusha T, Common, John Legend. Like, that's like just hearing those names is crazy. Like, yo, this nigga had all these people on the roster. Hell, he has Shaq West and still just like. Bro, like, what the hell? Like, like is, you know, technically, he has Shaq West on his, ra- on, on his label because he did a joint deal with Travis Scott's Cactus Jack. So he has Shaq West and technically um, Don Tolliver. It's just like Don Tolliver is gonna be Don Tolliver because again he Don Tolliver from Texas he's from I Houston love Texas Don Tolliver I he's love dope. Don Tolliver like okay like Texas have you heard his uh, the Chopped and Screw version of his last album I did not I think I should, I think I'm gonna fuck with it's that shit on all streaming platforms and it's amazing because I'm not gonna you know how I heard how I heard about Don Tolliver I used to listen to Bl- Frank Ocean's Blonded Radio on OVO. Here. I used to listen to Frank Ocean's Blonded Radio on Apple Music and. It was one of those episodes when I want to say it was the the midterm elections in 2018. Actually, we were in our one. We were in that. We were one of our class together. I was just bumping that shit. They played a Don Toller record, and that still may have just been one of the craziest things I've ever heard in my life. And the fact that I hear this Don Toller record, I hear it first through. Me just kicking it to a Frank Ocean, just like radio station where he's playing also like he's like he's playing Jimi Hendrix. He's playing Elton John. He just throws on some Don Tolliver. And even still then, like he's getting that. Pu- like That's how I first heard him. And then he's getting pushed from Travis Scott heavily. And I'm not going to cap. Travis Scott has been just like a great. Travis Scott has been just really just a great label head in the A&R because I thought he was going to fumble and fuck that shit all the way up. I thought he was going to pull a Kanye and just fuck everything up. But no, nah, he's been putting a lot of effort in. But Sheck West, Sheck West somebody who had like a lot of potential. And then he's fum- not just sitting. Sheck West himself is a fumbling and fucking up. He's just being Sheck West. But you can't have somebody like Sheck West just be like, eh, we're not going to do that much with them because that sounds just like how you guys did. That sounds just like how you guys did. Um, what's his name? Designer. You have a nice little roster, and you're just not doing anything with them. There's no reason that I'm looking at. And we even people are like nah, man. When I'm looking at uh, good music, when they said Cuddy had his resurgence with Kanye, I said nah. Kanye needed that nigga Cuddy. Kids see ghosts. That shit was carried. Kanye brought that project down, in my opinion. This me just being by being honest. I didn't, you want to be want me to be real with you? I didn't even listen to Kids See Ghost. When I'm, t- when I'm telling you like this, <laughs> I'm gonna keep it real with you. Like, I do not like that album, but Kanye just brings it that much down to me. Cuddy is carrying that shit. Like, Cuddy's really just carrying that shit for real. It's looking like LeBron in, tw- no in the lie, 2018 the playoffs. Only, the only Kanye song. That I've listened to one, the one was that on that, what's that one album he put out? Where excuse me, Nicki wrote like one of the one of the songs or whatever, one of his verses or whatever the fuck. 
Dark Twisted Fantasy. I, 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 no, no, no. Probably. It was one of the more recent ones. One of the one where he wrote in on the album or whatever. Oh, the fuck. Shit. I don't. Uh, yay. That shit was ass. Whatever the fuck. Yeah, whatever the fuck it was. That shit was ass. I, I, I didn't even listen to the project. I listened to that one song. And then um, there is a leak, of course. Have you heard of that song, New Body? Yeah. Yeah, I heard that shit. <laughs> I listened to Nikki's verse on that. He like, just, like, how, like something that Nikki gets from him, I guess how creative he is that makes her rap so well. And I don't know what the fuck it is, but I like to hear that shit. And I get like my, that's the only time I, I, I get like Kanye has like a lot of creative energy around him. But it's just like he just is not on a cap a lot. Like as a creative, he's great. As a label head, he's ass because I'm pretty and I'm pretty sure it's just like because I've heard Kid Cudi speak about like the first time he met Ye, like. Well, not the first time I met him. He said the first time I went to the studio with him, like, Ye flew him out to Hawaii. And they were working on a bunch of records, and one of them, which happened to be on Blueprint 3. And he said, like, Kanye walked out the studio and just, like, let let Cuddy just chill with the beat. And then he came back, like, 20, 30 minutes later, said, all right, what you got? This thing is like, yo, what the f- <laughs> it's just like just at like Kanye's just like just such he's just so like excited he's just like just so excited about shit and then Cuddy just start Cuddy just start coming up with some shit in his head and it's, that's and that's great energy I'm pretty sure he brings that out of artists a lot because like he's just so he's like, like a, Kanye's like a puppy he's a producer Another he's, a, he's like a puppy producer, but he it, you're calling okay I say like something like the how excited he gets about shit. <laughs> Like he's like a puppy, like like okay, I see, I see. like that's what I mean. Like if, a, if my, like if somebody's like so just excited and brings a good energy out of you, you're gonna give good energy back. And I'm glad you're not a rapper and don't need a Kanye feature. <laughs> I ain't gonna forget. <laughs> I'm just saying, well, we ain't heard from Alan Kingdom since he did the All Day record. That's hilarious. <laughs> it was in the, he was in the front, <laughs> like with the. <laughs> Motherfuckers had the whole flamethrower. Oh, they had the flamethrower. That is sick. <laughs> Spent a million dollars on the on the performance, and they seen that man since. Like that's the cra- niggas had the flame. Th- Fifty niggas on stage. <laughs> we, just, we didn't even get the album that we supposed to be. He was supposed to be making off that joint. But Kanye is just Kanye's Kanye. I guess I don't know. Like. I'm per, I'm the type of person at this point. I just say I just tell say Kanye is what he is, and then just kind of I just kind of keep it moving. People just kind of want to just like do, not do the most, but it's just he is what he is. He's a great creative, but I don't, I think he's a shitty A and R. He's a shitty A and R. He has a shitty judge of character, and you know who knows what else, but. Speaking, of, just let let's leave that on that note. Let's just leave Kanye where that Kanye thing is. I feel like he's a great producer. He's a great artist. Oh, phenomenal. I feel like, but it's something like I don't know. I just don't fuck with. I guess I just don't fuck with the the like. I guess him as a person. It's just like why LeBron is better to me than MJ. You know, like I fuck with LeBron more as a person. I got this whole MJ was like. <laughs> That nigga MJ said, "Hey, racism got a racist want to buy shoes too. Some shit like that." <laughs> Fuck. MJ be chasing the bag. That's MJ's era, so I don't even be mad at that nigga. No, but what I'm saying is that that makes me easy. It, it makes it easier on me to decide. I'm not gonna be. Oh, for sure, for sure. 
We're in the time like we're fake about it. Like, but for sure, we're at the time where we're past the humanity. We're past like you being ill at sports. Like we just throwing on some different shit, and that's why when we're looking at like LeBron. People like, yo, you got LeBron as a goat. I said, no, nah, I would say this for sure. Outside, there's only two. There's only like maybe three players I could say have a perfect career. Perfect career, no true, real low moments. Just all highs, where they're they were never truly just tested on their legacy. That's probably MJ, Kareem, and Tim Duncan. That's it. As far as motherfuckers, they 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 were never there was never a narrative about them being scrutinized, or if they could get the job done, and they had to overcome shit. Because if you talk to anybody, I know that like the motherfuckers on social media like act like MJ had like walls and shit. No, you talk to anybody that was actually from the era that saw Michael Jordan, there was never a doubt in their mind. Anytime he went to the finals, they knew he was winning. Yes, but that's when it comes to like um, when it comes to yeah. sports. But, but like, being the goat is more than that. Shit. That's why Jay. That's why you got. That's the same reason you got Jay Z is number one on yeah, your like, list. Jay Z has a great discography, and also like you seeing him up, you seeing somebody who has like as a black person who can actually live the American dream story, like a motherfucker who... But what I'm saying like is that, like, ew. I'm the type of nigga to say... What'd you say? I, said, like, I was going to say, like, he, he's talking about, like, a black person who's from, who's from like, Brooklyn and mm-hmm. dropped out of, like, dropped out of high school and he has, like, an American... He has, like, the American dream story. Something that black people don't see. He did it and then some. Like, that's what makes him good. I see better. what you're saying. That is that that is what could sig- that does signify someone as a goat. But what I'm saying is the reason that I say LeBron is probably the goat to me is because like okay you did that but you you took it to another level like that's the same that's the that's the whole Drake thing like Drake did that but took it to a whole another level exactly Drake is still rapping he hasn't even like. He's not done. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I'm not saying Jay Z's done. Not saying, but Michael Jordan's done. Yeah. You see what I mean? And my ex, MJ, MJ talked about that in an interview once. He said he did. There was like he was like interview with the with the cigar aficionado, and he said he said honest because remember there was a time where like we talking about old athletes always talking down to new athletes. I you know I, I forgot completely because again we were not alive at that time. Will Chamberlain was acting like MJ's era wasn't shit. He's like, yo, fuck. he said, yo, these these nineties niggas, they not really all that. They just all flash <laughs> your Like, in, that's funny that Will Chamberlain said that because he didn't exist, bro. The ninety motherfuckers was like, <laughs> relax. The nineties motherfuckers was they. That is probably as hardcore as basketball but, guy in the late nineties. Remember, like people like to say, like about our era, saying, "Oh, there's no defense." They let us say about our era, they say, "Oh, there's no defense." But also, these are the most athletic motherfuckers you're ever gonna see in your lifetime. Like, I'm sorry, like. Yes, yes, yes. That's why the game has changed a lot. Like more so, everybody more more of these athletes are not a Zion build. Like, They're more of a. New LeBron, like you know how LeBron's skinny now. Like LeBron used to be built bigger too. There was a phase where point if we remember mm-hmm. LeBron, he was like if you, if you play on two K with two thousand seven LeBron, he's a perfect point guard. He's skinny about six mm-hmm. seven, but even like you're looking at point guards now versus the nineties, they were pretty much just they were just passing you the ball. If you give a person like a Russell Westbrook, a prime Russell Westbrook, a prime CP three, a prime D Rose. Who can score? Who can easily give you thirty a game while still running the offense? That is something that's scary. That's something that we saw as kids growing up. And you're looking at 
LeBron, like, will LeBron just be my goat? I would say because one, we, not only we grew up with him, he was like the first years I ever got. I got his rookie jersey. I remember watching him, me being a first grader, and they're like just having so much pressure on this nigga's head. Like he's, I'm what, I am a child watching a nigga who is clearly a child in high school. They're saying, you know, if you're not a first ballot Hall of Famer, you'd be considered a flop because, like, you have these expectations. We've been watching on national television since you were 16. That's how I've been feeling about Luca, but that's how I've been feeling about Luca lately. Luca about to be the illest not just Not to switch gears. Luca's about to Not be- to switch gears on it. You can stay on the topic, but <laughs> Luca, I'm feeling like that about, and I'm so happy he plays for the Mavericks. Oof. I, I texted I you like last my week. prayers have been answered or something. I, I texted you last week, and I said I was watching, um, I was watching, like, because algorithm, I was watching. Um, I've been watching SB Nation a lot, so old like games because of the algorithm. No, because like also old games popped up, and also because you know, straight you know, it's a free agency offseason. So I'm like really catching up on what the analysts yeah. say about like offseason. So old mm-hmm. games from the 2010 playoffs from the OKC Thunder popped up. And I said, man, I remember just being those guys, just like or niggas, just like just keep counting you out, especially as as much as Dallas is a big city. Dallas mm-hmm. in the NBA is still technically it's a small market adjacent. It's a big city. It's, it's not. It's it's, not, it's actually it's it's actually uh not it's like it's, in the middle. That's what I say. It's small. It's small adjacent because like it's not a top. It's not a top city where people just like go out of their way to go play for. It all kind of depends on who's on your team and at the end, like we're in the air where people want to go play with their old. Friends, they want to play with the friends, people who they used to be at, who used to play, who used to play ball with AAU. They want, they want to play with those people, and it all depends on who you just have on your roster. And if I'm, if people at the time were choosing, like, hey, if I'm gonna go choose between playing with Dirk in 2013 or going to just chill in Houston with James Harden, nine out of ten, these motherfuckers gonna choose to play with James Harden at the time. So, yeah, because I mean, they fresh. They they really they, they want to live two different lives. Yeah. They want to be able to have fun and play. Yeah, and it's just like so you kind of being in that you're in the middle ground. You're not big, but you're not small. So I would say like like I would say perfect like a Portland. You're probably like a Portland or you know, I would say I would say Dallas Maverick kind of remind me like of a Portland or Sacramento Kings market. They're not small, but they're not. We're, we're, I would say I'm, maybe Portland I'm, I'm, or a. I'm, I'm talking about like the market. Maybe like, I'm talking about the city market itself of the team, not the not the reputation, the market. It's not. Then I mean, I would compare it to like before all of the championships, and I would say the Warriors. Yeah, like like early. I would say definitely because you're in California. And that's funny that now in time we're saying all of the championships, yeah. but like this is like different, all of the championships, I would be like, oh, the Warriors yeah. or the Trailblazers or the, the Grizzlies or like I would say I wouldn't put. I feel like the the Kings are a small market. That's a small market. It's. I would say it's. It's it became it became a poverty franchise because they don't know how to run their franchise at all. But in peak Kings, like nobody plays there. Who plays it? That's what I said because they don't know they don't know how to run their franchise. Like this nigga Vladi Divac will trade anything for nothing. You can, <laughs> <laughs> but like remember when we were kids, like the Kings were just like the shit. Like they nobody's going out of their way to go play there. But if they can make some finesse, if they can finesse a good trade or draft somebody really good, that's who they were. But now they're a poverty franchise. Yeah, I mean, people have played there. People play there, but they I feel yeah. like now they only play there just in they yeah. need to check. Like, yeah. you know, and that's good. like the Kings could go, like that team could go to Seattle, you know? 
I've been saying, I said this, you know, me, <laughs> me and my pop said this years ago. We were actually monitoring it. The Kings mm-hmm. almost went to Sacramento. The Kings almost went to Seattle in 2014. Guess who stepped? Guess whose bitch ass stepped in? Who? Shaquille O'Neal. The 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 Maloof brothers. They they didn't want the team anymore. Yeah. They said, "All right, we're done. We're not doing nothing." And they said, "Oh shit, can we move to Seattle?" Shaq and other few players said, "No, the Kings have history." I said, "Bruh, what did the Kings do?" Shut up. I said, "What the King? What did the Kings do?" Get rid of them. <laughs> like. <laughs> Or even like I would say, like a Phoenix. I've not now. I would say not. I would say you guys. You wouldn't say you guys like the Kings. I'll say definitely a Bay Area, Golden State, Portland, or Phoenix Suns. In that era, like when you get Phoenix, like if we're if we're we're talking about the Phoenix Suns of early, then yeah. That's what I mean. Like the market itself is not. It's again. It's not a small. It's not a small. It's not a Milwaukee. It's not OKC, and it's not um, what's another small market? Another small market team, Indiana or Minnesota. Those are small market teams. Utah. Utah. Those small. Those are small market teams. But mm-hmm. if you're a mid market, if you have a good player, you can sign other people. So that's a Phoenix. That's a Dallas. That's a a Golden State. That's a Portland. And but I feel like now that we have Luca, I feel like that, like we're liable. Like who's playing on Christmas Day? Did they put the schedule out? Yeah, they did. It's actually I'm really excited about Christmas Day schedules. That's this is a really fun schedule. I'm excited. Yeah. Just already told you. You know, like, you, know, I, you know my team. We're tanking. We're tanking. We're all the <laughs> way through. I sent you that tank me. Okay, see tankers. Let's go. Let's get it done. Okay, Let's see tank. tankers. I told remember I told you so oh, we're praying to the we're praying to the basketball. Yeah, I'm, the Mavericks are playing on Christmas Day. This is what I'm saying. This is what I mean by I feel like Maverick the Mavericks are turning into a big market team. Like a large market team, like these. Look who's playing on Christmas Day: the yeah. Pelicans, the Heat, the Warriors, the yeah. Bucks, Nets, Celtics, and we know why the Nets and the Celtics are playing each other. Yeah, Mavericks, Lakers. That's gonna be amazing. Luca versus LeBron. You know, you know what people are mad about that's that? How they gonna say they, it? They they Ooh. they want they wanted they wanted Zion to be the one to like be the next guy, and I said nah. I said as much as Zion is good, I said Zion's ceiling is Charles Barkley. That's a really high ceiling, but his ceiling is Charles Barkley. It is. His ceiling is Brandon Bass, but I'm not no, trying to be no, disrespectful I, I think, because it's my first podcast. Back. I, think, I think. Welcome I, back. I think Zion, if he really gets, <laughs> it, I think Zion gets his health in order, he can be an MVP caliber player. But he's not. He's not a generational talent. He's a generational hype. I think that's the difference between it. Generational talent. I just feel like, what has he done that it that's is like? Why are we talking because about? Because he's generational him? hype. You talking about motherfuckers that can bring you box. Motherfuckers want to go out of their way to go see. That's generational hype. And I think another thing about generational talent. No lie, I was planning. I was planning a trip to go see so, him in New Orleans when my uh, cousin was in so school there. You may hate me for this. No so cap. you know who's gener- who I explain generational talent versus generational hype is. A generation generational talent to me would be like an Allen Iverson. Generational hype will be a Vince Carter. That's to me. Vince Carter was really good. That is a terrible. Vince Carter again. Vince Carter was a really good player, but he didn't really do much. He didn't. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Vince Carter did not do that much. He did not do that much. He's a bucket. Even when he was old, he had to retire. Zion is a bucket. Technically, Zion is a bucket. No, he's not. Zion technically can be a bucket. Like. Vince Carter was not as injury prone as Vince. I mean, uh, Vince Carter is not as injury prone as Zion. Vince stayed hurt though. They're not even built the same. We talking about the the reason that Vince really blew up. How Vince 
how Vince stay hurt and he played till he was 40? Because, like, Vince Carter's, like, again, you're talking about a person who just had, like, a big, like, name and hype around him. That's not hype. That is, That's not that hype. Is, this nigga actually dunked not, over a nigga on that is, nigga, like, no, seven here's, foot, here's what I mean by put his balls on his forehead. Here's, here's what I mean by hype. I'm not saying, like, hype is like, oh, you didn't reach expectation. I mean, like, hype as. You should have said Nate Robinson, I mean, here's, some shit Here's what like I mean that. by hype. I'm talking about, like, hype is people want to go out of the way to go see you because of who you are. They like you. And also because he was drafted to one newer franchises. He made a super new franchise, super relevant. That's like the hype behind him. Like there's a, mystique, a good mystique around Vince. Not a mystique, but Vince Carter was clearly a good player. I think Zion is going to be okay. Vince Carter was still dunking on niggas at 38. I still think, I like, I'm saying Vince Carter's a good player. And not, I'm not talking about, I'm talking about baseline. Yeah. Niggas don't see him coming. I'm not saying Vince Carter was, I'm never saying Vince Carter was a bad player at all. I think Vince Carter was a very good player. I like Vince Carter a lot. See, but you, you understand why I have a problem with you saying that Vince Carter was hype. I'm saying, you see, you think I'm saying like hype, like he. I'm saying, you think I'm saying like hype is like, oh no, he's all oh, hype. By definition. No, when I'm saying hype, I mean like people want to go out of their way to go see him. They like his name. Yes, I. Oh, you're yes, saying like that's what I mean by hype. So if we're saying hype today, that's that's a Zion. <laughs> like people want to go out of the way to go see Zion. Like he's clearly Zion's gonna be clearly gonna be a good player, but. The fact that they're giving him that many national TV games is because of who his name is. Zion is still going to be a good player, but he's not going to run the league at all. Zion's not going to run the league. It's not happening. Between you having a Giannis who won two MVPs and a defensive defensive player of the year and a Luka, Zion's not going to run the league. That's kind of like what happened with Vince Carter. Between you having, again, you're having AI, you're having... Kobe Bryant, and then you're having LeBron coming right after Vince Carter. It was never set up for him to run the league. He just couldn't do it. He had, we love watching Vince, but you're having these great generational talents also around him as well, too. I see that being Zion. Again, I feel like Zion, You, we can't even say hype for Zion because, like, I haven't seen anything that he's done in the league yet that's made me want to be like, and that's why. Oh, like I gotta go see him. I wanted to go see him when he first got in the league because he was so he. The league is small, but also, like what happened? They 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 they'll be tall, but they're not big. And like he's explosive, big. This is gonna and he can dribble. And this is gonna that's it. And this is gonna be Zion's like really just growing pains year because. I think John Morant's gonna be get is gonna like explode this year even better. I think Trey Young is John Morant think, is one of bro. I think if you set up Trey Young John and this, if you set up Trey Young with this new roster that they've got, if they do everything right, you can get you can sit because Trey Young, Trey Young, he can't play any defense, but he's that great offensively. You put him around great I like players. Trae Young too. I feel like Trey Young is a walking bucket. Easily. And then you can also have like Luca. I just I remember watching Luca play last year. And we, we used to we tease my homie we tease my homie Kendall about it a lot because he we just like to mess with him. But I watched him one year this last season. He did one game. I said, I've never seen a player that has the basketball IQ and can facilitate the way like the way LeBron did in his early years, but is a walking bucket like KD. Luka. I said that I said if I were to Luka. I said if I can describe Luca, I said he's very early LeBron and he's early KD. That man when I saw him, when I saw him, he hit that he hit that buzzer beat over over the Los Angeles Clippers, and you see the footage, and he's just sitting on the bench before he's just flipping the bottle. I said, "Nah, that's sick." He's out here doing the bottle flip challenge and shit. 
knowing he's about to catch the ball. And <laughs> that's the difference between them. I love that's it. Difference between them. Like, I fuck with Luca, man. I fuck with Luca heavily. That's my guy. Yeah, I feel like the Mavericks, um, that's a good segue for us to get into the bubble this year. I feel like the Mavericks going into the bubble, I feel like if they even just got over their own selves, like, you are better. Like, you every time I watched them play in the first two rounds, I was like, they're better than them. They're you better have, than them, too. You have two of the better. <laughs> you have two great underrated players who are your top two players. I think as that's what remember I kept telling you, I think you guys need a third because KP has always had injury issues. You need a third, not off of just a, not just saying you need a third star. You need somebody who can because at the end of the KP is going to have injury yeah, issues. Yeah, we he was a bucket too. They say he got like twenty points a game. He, you I guys got um, you, I think you guys got some. You guys got Richardson in a trade, and also you drafted somebody really dope. We like got could, we got some. Why did why did I just type in you guys are Dallas Maverick trade and James Harden popped up? That is the dumbest shit. I think I told you. I think I told you off mic. I said James Why? Harden. That is dumb. I would be so mad. I would be so here's, mad, Sam. <laughs> here's the thing with James Harden. I think there's one of those growing pains. When I say not growing pains issues, we saw the best we saw from James Harden was really. I want to say before Dan Tony kept trying to do the overly shooting the volume of threes. I think James Harden is one of those guys that he's he's a great talent. I said talent wise, he can be your best player on your team. But you need a leader. I think James Harden is one of those guys. Like he can, he's we they they have him. They ran offense through him scoring at a high volume to where you don't really. It's hard to gauge how good he really is. If mm-hmm. if you're a contender, you need to. You're looking to get over the hump, or if you just want to make the playoffs, you should easily. You should be calling Houston's phone right now. If I'm Miami, easily without question. You can have Tyler Hero, you can have Duncan Robinson, you can have Andre Iguodala, no question, because their ceilings at best, Duncan Robinson's ceiling at best is sixth man of the year. Tyler Hero's ceiling at best is an all-star. James Harden is somebody who's an MVP, who's an MVP winner, has always been a top five MVP candidate and led, led the league in scoring three times. I don't think he will mesh well with Luka unless he's willing to buy in on your system. He's like, hey, I just want to be there. I want to like when, it, when I say like he wants to score like just if you want to turn him into a three and D because James Harden is actually an underrated defender he can kind of he James Harden can play some defense he's just not a great defender if you want to just push him to like hey I just want to shoot threes but like no, wanna, you know like I get I get I get the hype around James Harden yeah, you know it's like he I, just has I, a big contract but it's like. Me seeing that what made me think of two things, or actually just one. I don't feel like we should trade a younger star, growing star player, a star that's rising. When that what they call them in, in during yeah. All Star Rising, rising Star. So yeah, I don't think we should trade that for a person that we. It's either the next couple of years or that's it. Yeah, because we know he's willing to ask for a yeah. trade like. Truthfully, for you guys, and that's why I say anybody that has a spudding superstar should not trade for him because you're dealing with somebody. James Harden is still in his, he's still in his prime. He's like 31 years old. If 
you're but he, Luca is you're gonna bro, how old is Luca? Twenty one. He's twenty one. Houston's gonna Houston's gonna ask for Luca. They're gonna ask for yes. Luca. They're gonna ask for Jason Tatum. That's my they're gonna ask. Yes, that's my problem. So if you're if you're um like if you're Houston, you're gonna ask for you're gonna ask for a James Wiseman, Kelly Oubre, Jay, um or Andrew Wiggins. You're gonna ask for a Kyrie Irving. You're gonna ask for a Ben Simmons. You're gonna ask for a Luca. You're gonna ask for a Jason Tatum. You're gonna ask for you're gonna ask for all these people because again, James Harden is also a generational talent. He's still in his prime. He's not washed whatsoever. He has a lot of play. Yeah, I'm not saying he's washed. I just don't. I don't like the. I like Luca. The way Luca gets the whole you, team involved, and James Harden has a problem with that. With you guys, as far as like when it comes to Mavericks, he having bare minimum, unless you just your rookie, unless your player just hates being there. You have a growing. You have um, a window of seven years. You have their, f- and you know that every anytime somebody comes and plays for the Mavericks, yeah. that's only happened twice where somebody didn't want to come play for us. Yeah. But like, people want to come and they want to stay. Yeah, you have. I don't want like I just I just I'm unwilling to see that. Yeah. Like, well, if the Mavericks were to do that, they Mark Cuban would have to know yeah, he's, that he's win- fucking up his future. You have to know, and also fucking up your future is also because <laughs> Escup is worth a championship. Now you have to ask yourself this. When it comes to your player, because again, bare minimum as an NBA player, if you draft a player, you get seven years minimum. You get their first rookie contract and a three-year extension. Bare minimum, you get seven years. You got to ask yourself, Luca's on the second year. If you know for a fact, if James Harden will opt in on his third year, you get three years of James Harden. If he can guarantee you a championship, is it worth it? Or do you want to see if you can win a championship within the next five with Luca? That's what you got to ask yourself. I know that James, I know that James Harden can't do it by himself, exactly. so I would say no. So like you get think about this, <laughs> it's not worth it because I think Luca's at Luca's past it. Is Luca's going on his third year? So he has five to bare minimum five years left. Let's say if he just doesn't he doesn't come back after his extension, you get five years of five more years of Luca or three of James Harden. If James Harden and I already know, I, I I have a short. I'm almost for certain that Luca probably would resign. Yeah. like the Maverick, Maver- the Mavericks are just that type and of Luke, like. Luke is only 21. Like he's not even his prime yet. He's literally only 21. I feel like without the Mavericks, who else would have picked him up? They weren't even thinking about Luca, and that's why the only reason Luca got drafted is because the Mavericks decided to. That's draft why, him. honestly. I don't see a trade from James Harden unless it's Golden State or Philly. It's not happening because you need to package that. that you need to exactly. you need to package that Houston's going to really like. And I said, don't. I said the Warriors have the Warriors can make a good trade package. They're just not. They just don't have a good trade package for Giannis. Giannis again. I feel like after after this season, there's going to be a lot that opens up, and where if James Harden were to wait one more season, he probably. He can, traded rather easy. He can exactly, and I, but I think he wants to go now, and that's why. If I were Houston, if I'm Houston, right, I am sending. I'm calling um, Golden State. You guys really don't care for James Wiseman. You guys are trying to move that pick, anyways. I want James Wiseman. I want Kelly Oubre. I want. I, I want Andrew Wiggins. And. I want a protected first pick for James Harden. 
I mean, I hear you. That's not enough. They still ain't going. I'm talking about like for talking about uh, Golden State. I think that I think that's a good enough package that Golden Golden State will take that for James Harden. They said, "Oh, uh, Ubre." I mean, they Ubre. I mean, I'm sure they might take it. But they also, might take it, but it might it might fuck some shit up. It's the we, fact we'll that you guys. It's the fact that Houston gets Wiseman. I think Wiseman, mm-hmm. like that's a great. He has a, he has a good he has a good potential. And then the, uh, the other good package is probably Ben Simmons and a pick. Ben Simmons is a young player. He can't shoot worth shit, but he's he's under contract to 2025, and he has potential. He's one of the he's one of the better defend. He's one of the best defenders in the league. He just can't really shoot. <laughs> but it's something like you don't have many other packages like that. I mean, he wants to go to Milwaukee. There's nothing. Hmm. There's nothing you can get. There's nothing you can give. <laughs> Milwaukee doesn't have anything to give him really, unless you want to give up Drew Holiday and something and like some other shit. Maybe Brooke Lopez. I don't know. That's not a good package either. Why isn't Brooke Lopez retired? The last time I saw Brooke Lopez, he's um, a buddy from. He's a he's been a good buddy def- from the Timberwolves. Dunked on his ass. He's been a good defender because Milwaukee bases their whole Milwaukee's killer is not the fact that Giannis is just that great. It's also they play great defense. You watch them play. They're defensively, Milwaukee's scary. It's the fact that. Milwaukee keeps trying to play Giannis like he's a guard. And granted, Giannis was only 6'6 when he got into the league. He was 6'6, like 196 pounds. So he could play like a guard. And he can you can see the way he holds the ball. He can play like a guard. This nigga is now 6'11, 200 something pounds. He plays like a big. You need somebody else. That's why I like was fucked up with Milwaukee shit. But maybe. I don't know. Speaking of the bubble, yeah. Who do you think are the teams that should people should be on watch for going into the next season? Of course, the defending champions, LA Lakers, the Denver Nuggets. Um, I would say Dallas Mavericks, of course. And people keep people like aren't seeing the vision. The Miami Heat. That's exactly who I was about to say. Jim, Jimmy Butler. I was about to say the Lakers, um, the Mavericks, um, the Trailblazers. Did I say the Nuggets already? I think so. Uh, Miami. Um, I think uh, Phoenix is gonna look good, but there's nothing I don't say to watch out for. for yeah, because it's. A, I it, feel like it's, I feel like it's 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 it's, it's should, a stacked. We should west. watch them games. It's a stacked west, so. It's, but it's also people that went to the East. Like, people think that they should watch the Nets, you know? I think. I don't see that meshing, but who am I? Oh, no, I, don't I already know. said the Nets. I think what's going to implode the Nets, I said now, I will say this about Kyrie. Kyrie is definitely a ball dominant point guard. And clearly, here's the thing about KD that people don't get KD does not really mesh well with ball dominant point guards. He didn't really mesh that well with. Um, he didn't, guards. he didn't he didn't mesh that well with uh what's his name? He didn't mesh that well with Westbrook. He didn't mesh that well with Steph Curry. He want like Katie. I'm talking Curry. about Katie wants Katie wants, a t- Katie wants the he wants to be like the franchise player. I could tell that about Katie. Now so you're going to another the ball dominant point guard. I you will say mm-hmm. you could say this version of Kyrie is not 
I will say this. This is me just kind of just like looking at the grand scope of things. You can debate mm-hmm. that this version of Kyrie is not better than Russell Westbrook when KD was in Oklahoma. He's for sure not better than Steph Curry when he was in when KD was in Golden State. Now I will say this about Kate about Kyrie. Kyrie can shoot way better in clutch time than Russell Westbrook can. So it could work. Mm-hmm. It could not work. Do not put James Harden in that situation. If I'm the Brooklyn Nets, don't even don't don't even pick up that phone call. If Houston is calling for James, saying James Harden want to go to that team. Did I tell you, if James Harden goes to the Nets, that team, it could definitely work. The reason it could work if James Harden went there, it could work with, if it was just, okay, let me get my sentiments out about Kyrie and KD. Mm-hmm. Kyrie and KD can work, right? Yeah. I've never seen them play before. I didn't, they didn't even play one game together last season. Never. So I think it could it's- work. With just them two in that team building chemistry because yeah. they got a good team. DeAndre Jordan, yeah. they got pieces. You know what I'm oh, saying? For sure. Like they, they, they can, they can make a push yeah. for like, but do, being like top three in the East. But do not give up. But I'm not giving up Karis Levert. I'm not giving up Jared Allen. I'm not giving up Spencer Dinwiddie. I'm not giving up all those picks because, because that makes the team. Could be and also you're talking about you're not talking about a person that has like a 27 million dollar contract. James Harden's getting paid 40 something million dollars. You can only go into the luxury tax so much. So if you go into that deep into the luxury tax, you can't sign any other players. On top of that, you have no assets to trade for more depth. I think those two can work. The only thing that's going to stop them, I don't think it's an ego thing. I think, truly, I think they're good friends and that they could play well together. It's Kyrie. I think I, t- I think I texted you. I said Kyrie on average throughout his entire career averages playing 59 games a season because he always gets injured. Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is a walking bucket. He mm-hmm. can give you he, he can give you 25 points without even really trying. But he's coming off an Achilles. Now, gratefully, his game is not based on athleticism. They can not, they can do really well. He run off screens, he pull up and shoot. But, he, he do all that. But you're talking about two people, and I think this is a media thing. They said, nah, like they I don't think the Nets are pressured to win a title. I think they just want culture. Bare minimum, the Nets want cult, they want culture. They have two great players. At the end of the day, them two niggas have titles already. They're not pressured to win another title. Kyrie has one. Katie has two. Now, if they care about their legacy, then maybe they want to push win a title. If they win one, cool. If they don't, Brooklyn, Brooklyn still can build a culture to where they can be actually the dominant city in New York. Because New York is not... Now, again, it's not like the Battle of L.A. because the Lakers Brooklyn, have won a title. Brooklyn has already, when they signed Kyrie and KD, yeah. they became the bigger team in yeah. New York. The, the Knicks only have one title. The Knicks just have, like, this. they play at the Garden. That's why, like, oh, it's the Garden. People love to go. People who come out of the, who aren't from New York, they love to go to the Garden and just go watch. That's the cool thing about, about Man, the Knicks. But what, they don't, that shit is dying out. And it, and that's come. That's what I mean. Like we talking about, like the Battle of L.A., the no Clippers. But that shit is dying out. It is for sure. Like I clown the Knicks. Oh, and guess what? The Clippers are on the teams to watch for me. Oh, I don't care what happened last season. Oh, for sure. Them but, niggas coming back for a vengeance. Yeah, but also think other. T- <laughs> but also think the West is going to be. players. These are athletes. At the end of think, the day, think, you see what I'm saying. I think the West is going to be a little bit more tougher this year than it was last year. That's why last year's would be their slam dunk year and, to do it. I mean. Because the Lakers, Who got Andre, uh, uh, what's that? What's that man? What's that dude's name that was playing for the Clippers that got six man of the year? Uh, Montrez. 
Montrez. Lakers yes. got Montrez. Uh, go to the Lakers. Yeah, they also got Wesley exactly. Matthews. They, they got like they also got Wesley Matthews. They also got Mark Gasol. They got Dennis Schroeder and Paul. I don't even know why it's, they're entertaining Paul Gasol coming back. But Paul Gasol said if he were to come back, he wants to play for the Lakers and play with his brother. The Lakers have been the Lakers have been kind of getting their shit together. The Lakers have been getting their shit together. I mean, the Lakers, the Lakers are going to look good. I because uh, Montrez went to the Lakers, I feel like things are going to be a little different I, for the Clippers. Yeah, but they got Serge Ibaka. Um, exactly. They See, this search. is what I'm saying. I think that's the only. That's the. That's I just the, feel like I just feel like the Clippers. They they have more time to work with each other. <laughs> they have Ty Lue. Like the Clippers gonna, are going to be a team to gonna, watch. They're going to be a top three seed easily still. They're still gonna be top three seed, but I'm thinking as of, long as Kawhi doesn't take like you know fifty percent of the games off the no, season. The, you no, know? the NBA said they're finding this. <laughs> the NBA said this. The NBA straight up said if you are just resting players just to rest them during the national television game, the nationally televised game, we're finding you. I said, oh, they're tired of them. They're tired of that load management bullshit. They let these motherfuckers load manage all season for the battle of LA. Yes, they did exactly. I said they did all they did My all bad. that load I'm management. Sorry. You're good. I said they did all that load management for the Battle of LA, only for the Battle of LA not to not happen. So he's like, Whoa, what the fuck? So people were just like going to LA, watching Clippers games on national TV to not watch to sit there watch Paul George and Kawhi Leonard in stupid ass suits sit on the sidelines. <laughs> Of course, and the motherfuckers is healthy, and it goes back. It goes back to my point of if the best, if the face of the league is playing, why are you not playing? Yeah, and Lebron. If Lebron, if Lebron literally takes off like games because he is that tired because he goes to the finals every yeah. year, yeah, why are you sitting out games? And that's why if. What are you doing? If there's any player I'm fine with low managing this year is LeBron because he this as of this month, LeBron will be 36 years old in his 18th year in the league. He's earned the right to low manage. He got like he brought them a title. He's old. He looks like Delroy Lindo now. He can low manage. I don't I doubt he would even low manage that much. But every and LeBron doesn't want to low manage. LeBron spends so much money on his body, like he wants to play. Yeah, like but for, but for the fact that Paul George load managed so much that he couldn't even qualify for the All-Star game last year. Kobe ain't doing no load managing. Yeah, but Kobe's also a psychopath, too, though. LeBron is, too. Like Now I'm thinking about LeBron is a psychopath. He's just more perfect. Exactly. Like, LeBron, did you see when they got done, they won? If you looked at LeBron's story, he was working out. He went to go work out. You know who, you know who also did that, too? He worked out, bro. He worked out. Paul George. I, I will say I will say this, but I will say this but that you we we talked about this in class a few years ago. We were in a mm-hmm. Warrensman class, may you rest in peace. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we were talking about Jimmy Butler, and I did not know how to feel about Jimmy Butler. Tommy, you like, not you said you saw something. Jim Butler said like he he does not like. Ooh, you said set the record. This was two years ago. Set the record. He wasn't even at Miami. No, this is like no. I don't think. I don't think he was in the Timberwolves yet. I think he was still with Chicago. Like, and he was talking big shit to everybody. I said, "Boy, that boy is good." Yeah, just like, <laughs> and yeah, like we looking at him now. Watching now, here's where he earned my respect for real. Not even just taking to the finals. That game five, man, where he only he 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 only played 
he played 47 minutes and 40 seconds. He was visibly, I was like, yo, this nigga's really, he was out of there. I said, okay. I said, Lakers are winning this in game six. I said, he cannot come back from this. I said, but shouts out. He took these niggas to six. He made sure that was a fight. They, um, I guess I, I haven't been paying attention, but did they make any more moves um, in Miami or no? They just kept the same team. Miami, they're doing the thing. They're waiting on Giannis. They're waiting to see what happens with Giannis. You know, they're trying to. Bro, Giannis is not going anywhere. I think he's. I legit think Giannis is going to stay. I said Giannis. When I said like these European players are built different, the European players. Are more, yeah, they. They more, feel like they've been given an opportunity yeah. by this franchise. Euro, like European players are more likely to stay. Thinking about. Yeah, also, like it's different when you coming up playing in the states and stuff like that. It's different. Yeah. It's just so different. So I was listening to Woj's podcast. Like he did like a whole recap of like Giannis getting drafted and everything. They even talked about Giannis first going to Giannis did not as much as as little as pe- the NBA knew about Giannis. Giannis did not know much about the NBA. Like he went to the Bucks and said he met OJ Mayo, and he said hey, mm-hmm. he's like hey my name is Giannis like who he's like, I don't, he's like I want to introduce myself who are you he said you don't know who I am he said no I don't watch the NBA. So Giannis is mm-hmm. just like in his own bubble for real. <laughs> hey, that's what I like about him. Like he's competitive. Like this motherfucker is not just gonna quit and. Like just join people who he's kind of buddy buddy with. Like he don't know he, the only person he knows is brothers. It's like if they want to come here, exactly. if they want to come here and play. I said, thank God. I said, bro, somebody got to start putting on for the first. Ante Takupo. Did I say it? Ante Takupo. Yeah. Costas. Yeah, I did. Ante Takupo. Costas, boy. The first one to get it was the youngest yeah. one. What? Not playing no damn minutes in the game. We had the night. We had the Nigerian and Greek flag That's on them. He had the trophy with the flags on <laughs> Bro, JaVale was stupid. Tell said, man, the, he said the Greek freak ain't get it, but he did. That's oh, God. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He said they hold the trophy. Oh, <laughs> I'll fuck with who? who so, the last thing about the last thing with sports, who do you think is going to win it all this next coming season? Lakers. Who, who you got your bets on? Lakers. Lakers. Lakers are three peating. I hate. I hate to agree, but it is definitely the Lakers. Who's your MVP? Uh, Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis won MVP for you? Mm-hmm. I have... If I were to rank... I feel like they only gave LeBron MVP because they didn't give him MVP of the whole season. Yeah. That's just my hot take on that. I really feel like they if they if they would have done right and gave LeBron MVP of the whole season, Anthony Davis would have got MVP of, you know, just the playoffs. Who's going to be your regular season MVP this year? <laughs> Luka. I got Luka. Something tells me he's about to go off. <laughs> I got Luka. Honestly, like... This man... This man was hobbling on one leg because he was playing so hard and still giving him up. He was giving motherfuckers 40. Luca's Luke is really just like my only MVP. Luca's my only MVP candidate. Like, I don't know who, like, who else, like, was be doing stuff like that. I'm trying to think who's doing that right only now. The, person, that the probably, only person I can think of is Damian Lillard. But you, I don't, I don't see the, Trae Young. I, don't, I don't see the Trailblazers or the, I don't see the Trailblazers or the Hawks having that high of a C for them to be a candidate for MVP. And then whoever, uh, what's old boy from the Denver Nuggets? What's his name? I'm drawing a blank. Jokic. Or Jamal no, Murray. not Jokic. Uh, the point guard. Jamal Murray. Yeah, Jamal Murray. 
That's I mean, Jamal Murray might get it because he was going off in the bubble too. Yeah, for sure. Like if they come with that during the regular season, I feel like they still got that same chip on their shoulder. I feel like the Lucas, the Jamal Murray's, the um Jimmy Butler's, like they got chips on their shoulder. So regular season, I think, is going to one of those players who feel like they played real hard during the bubble and they played really well during the bubble, but it it wasn't enough, you know? All I know is only the boys I was, I don't know about six man of the year. That may go to um probably Trez probably Trez probably may get it again, honestly. But he may get it again because he's going to a new system yeah. and in that system his energy is necessary. Yeah. Like when they be needing pick me ups, I he he gave the Clippers so many pick me ups that they just didn't use. Yeah. Like they just also, disregarded. Also the Clippers play that's, ISO that's ball. Do. That's all like they that's what Clippers issue too. They just play ISO ball too. Well they you need from what Paul George is saying is that they were playing ISO ball and running people in uh down screens. Yeah. Like well um Baseline screen, yeah. which is fucking weird. Yeah, like you don't you don't have anybody. I mean, you can't do that unless you got somebody who shoot like that, like a Steph Curry in today's time, you, or like you, you know, you need those a floor general. Players. Like that's where they're doing all those trades and shit. Like now nah, they need a motherfucking actual point guard, point guard. Like not just P. Bev, who's just going to just like call Chris Paul. They should have called Chris Paul. Ah, that's what they nope. get. We sent that boy to the Phoenix Suns, boy. And of course, I think most improved player. I think you know you already know. I think most improved player is gonna go to Shea Gilgis Alexander. Like it's just he actually has the highest odds to do it. I mean, maybe, but I feel like they're not gonna give that to if y'all are tanking. Isn't he playing for OKC? Yeah. If y'all are tanking, he's not gonna get that award. Because most improved player, they don't. Sorry, I'm, I'm not trying. Oh. To, I'm not trying to say he's not. Most improved, he's not going most improved player operates just off of just like how much you're like how much you're as a skill how much you as a player itself improve but it's not it's not based off a record it's not based off shit like that so i'm just like okay cool like motherfuckers win that shit and not go to the playoffs so (laughs) and also like this is like the first time like you talking about a nigga that damn that's why but if i said i want to keep chris paul because like i could tell them two are really close like he i could tell for sure he like they were always hanging out I want to see what he really does for real. We're gonna be tanking our asses off, but I want to see what he does. I know he's about to go stupid. Like we about to. You see. never know. He might go stupid, and he made this. This may be his opportunity. Yeah, like I'm talking about, like because I can see him doing some crazy shit. Of course, we're not gonna. We, we tanking. We need to. We need to tank for a superstar. So you know what I mean. I feel that we tank for the superstar. Moving man. on. So, moving, we're, we're gonna have to. We're moving on because I feel like I get what you're saying. You see, I get what you're saying. I just feel like y'all are real life tanking. Like, I haven't seen like a team that was competitive like the whole last season go from that to just be like, nope, fuck it, starting over. I already told you how I felt about that, though. I'm just like. We're di- we're we're all we're deep into the luxury tax every year just for first round exits. I said at one point you just gotta say, all right, enough is enough. We've tried it. Let's just go ahead and just let's just go ahead and just just let's like just break it down before we find ourselves in situations where we're having to like scrap. So I'm just I with feel it. you. I just feel like um I watched the way sad. the Mavericks 
rebuilt. I watched the way the Mavericks rebuilt without um, tanking. And I really appreciated and, and, that because they knew there were people that still wanted to watch the games. <laughs> yeah, I really y'all appreciated y'all them just being like, fuck it. But, but, but honestly, y'all got lucky because this is what I mean y'all got lucky. Dirk happened to get really fucking hurt. Mm-hmm. So you guys happen to be like Dirk just his he was just such old age. Like to where he just stopped playing as much. You guys got so got not that's what but I mean. Like, y'all got, was like remember bro. You know, because like the that Dirk is, is so still, true. Remember when me Dirk. and Jake used to argue? We used to be like, Jake, you like he's old. I'm like, bro, he's old and scoring 15, 20 points a game. Old as like hell. He's, like he's he's old. It's just like he just can't do the same things he used to. He he still play, but with us, it's just like, mm-hmm. nah. I said as long as Chris Paul was there, he was gonna continue trying to push us to the playoffs. It's just like like Chris Paul, you want to make the playoffs? For us, it's just time, bro. It's just time, like. We've been doing the continuously making the playoffs every year since 2010. And four of those years are just straight first round exits. It's just time to just rebuild and start over. So that means that it's just so time. You understand that they're going to be rebuilding for the next two years. Yeah, I'm fine with that because okay. I'm fine. With, like I'd rather I'm fine with that honestly because I watch a lot of teams just in general. I'm I've really just got tired of just watching us get high seedings in the early season and then injuries happen, some bullshit happens, then we dropping down to the four or five seed. We're losing in the first round. The only time I got I've never this last year's only year I got excited about the playoffs because we did not have a chance to make it. So it was like, oh that last season was just our first year finally being like, okay, we're without Westbrook, we're without Ibaka, we're without everybody we started with. We are still the Oklahoma City Thunder. We still have a great organization. One possession away from winning and going to the second round. I was like, <laughs> I thought we was going to get swept and, and we went seven games. If y'all would have went to the, if y'all went to the second round, I would have cried. Been together. I would have cried, man. Like because man. I was like, no, these. I said no because like not even just I'm watching an undrafted rookie lock up James Harden like. That shit is the craziest thing to watch. I said, okay, keep him, keep um Shay, and keep Baze. Now, Steven, watch <laughs> Steven Adams go. Watching Steven Adams go, that hurt. Because he's like he's big in the community of Oklahoma. Like every organ, every charity That's organization like JJ knows him. Like, yeah, like when somebody looking up, yeah. like he's a community member, like Stephen Adams, for as much as he was he was making damn near 30 million a year, but he's only like averaging 10 and 8. He's a good locker room presence and he's like great in the community. That it's shit seeing him get traded too. hurts. Oh, he's a hell of a defender. Who he plays for now? The Pelicans. That that clip resurfaced of him uh Patrick Beverly trying to like press Westbrook and Stephen Adams just stood there. And Steven has just stood in one spot. Westbrook drew P Bev to um into the screen. Adams just stood there yeah. and P Bev got his ass laid out off the street. House. Like I'm gonna miss, like we're gonna but miss that era, but it's just time to move and, on. Um, like, yeah. It is. It is definitely I feel like it's definitely time to move on. Um, OKC is definitely going to have a bright fu- future because they know how to pick players. So that's it's, one thing we y'all just, don't just, have to worry about. Yeah, it's picked because people are like, man, they haven't been hitting that good in the draft. I'm like, bro, we're contending. I'm sorry, but the 20th pick is not going to be worth much. <laughs> like, 
if you picking in lottery, Sam, Sam Presti knows what the fuck he's doing. I say, listen. Mavericks know how to pick a eight, good 18th pick, 16th pick. Y'all they be to, killing see, with them hoes. See, y'all, y'all are good at that shit. Y'all are really good at that shit. We are, we are bad. We picked Cameron Payne one year. We picked Cameron Payne. <laughs> all, all, all thing Cameron Payne did was dance with Westbrook in the beginning of the games. That's all he was good for. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god this year has been filled with um a lot of shit you know yeah good a lot and of things bad. we just haven't been okay with good and bad but yeah. one of the things like some news i got the other day was that tiana taylor is she's retiring from music she got um did you hear that yeah she also just she she has um an executive she has like a creative director position for pretty little things I feel like that's dope, but I like Tiana Taylor music. <laughs> yeah, but just seeing her go away from the music is like sad though. But it is because I I've been a fan. I'm invested. <laughs> Sam, I'm but invested. She, I know, but you if I but I you understand like artists have been here for that long. <laughs> We've done out. Yeah, she's been doing this since like 15, 14 or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, we we remember Google Me Baby. And even before then, like oh she was giving us tapes. It's crazy because I remember it, that stuff. She was signed to for she was signed to Pharrell back then, like. When she yeah, was a she teen, was signed she to was Pharrell. Like a legit teenager, and now like it just time just keeps going on. If you find yourself at that spot, it's just like, hey, it's like my fans really love me, but I'm at this point where like you're like I put in a lot of work, and everybody else don't fuck with me. I get where you're coming from. If every artist I always get it, where they be. Everybody just like just choose to do it differently. Some people just like you be like a kid cutting, just focus strictly on your fan base because they just show you an abundance amount of love. You don't care about anything else. You have Wale. Wale just wants his respect. Tiana Taylor just wants her flowers before motherfuckers just want their flowers before they're gone. Like because and I and I get that I feel because like Tiana Taylor doesn't feel appreciated because not even because of the fans. It's more so just because of like the business part of it, like yeah. her label. Yeah, and that's just that's a sad yeah, part about uh, that she's happens. Super creative. Um, I don't actually think she's retiring. I just think it's gonna be a very long time before she puts out another project. She just she just wants a breather very, and a very, break. Very, 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 very long time. I think she's just gonna be independent. I think that's how that's gonna oh, happen for sure. because she has her own company where she's like making music videos and the her production company, right? I don't think it's just music videos. I think she's delving into other things, but I feel like she's so creative and independent already. That when she has to answer, when she has to go talk to someone else, has to talk to someone else just to get one thing changed, like I feel like that bothers her. Or she feels like what Kanye did on her last album before the album, like I, I feel like those things weigh in a lot on on that type of shit. Oh, definitely. But yeah, it sucks. I really hope she doesn't actually retire. But yeah. I heard Cole's retiring too. But I feel like I've always known Cole was about to retire. Our favorite I always rappers knew are that. old. I always, the I always knew as soon as he told us at the jump, he's going to drop an album called The Fall Off, and that's it. Yeah. We're at the fall off, bro. I don't know what niggas expect, but <laughs> the fall off is here. These motherfuckers is old. Like, And I'm not tripping on J. Cole retiring because I didn't like what happened with him between him and No Name. I didn't like <laughs> that. It still bothers me. Yeah. Retire if you want to. But like they like, all like cool. I'm gonna listen to the album, 
but do I care to just hear your voice on a daily basis or not even Cole don't even talk on a daily basis, but in general, like I don't care, you know? And also they gave us the no disrespect. Be- they get our favorite rappers. They gave us the best they can give us at this point. Now I'm going to forever keep going back to these albums, no matter what. And um, me personally, I'm fine with, I'm fine with our favorite rappers retiring. It was a moment. It was a great, they, these were great moments for us. I looked up and I said, damn. For sure. I said, Meek is 33, Big Sean's 32, Kendrick's 33, Schoolboy Q's 34, Drake's 34, J. Cole's 35, Cuddy's 36, Bino's 37, Future's 37. Like, this is our era. These niggas are fathers. These niggas are married. Like, that yeah, is. Everybody having kids. That is crazy. Because. At the end of Cuddy's album, you hear his daughter, like, at the end. And I said, oh, shit, his daughter's 10 now. I remember first seeing her way back when, when he did his second album. She was, like, a baby. Like, time is flying. He's, like, like you can you can make music you forever now. Know. You can make music forever, especially if you, don't, you have your own imprint. But it's just, like, people would just be ready to move on at one point. Like, you're still going to drop every once in a while, but... They, they give want to do other things. Story. There's other things besides music. The more you get into the music industry, you realize it's about just selling products. So they get into other businesses. Either they want to have record labels, they want to have businesses where they just, you know, sell products, just headphones, clothing exactly. lines. You know, I think they want to do I other really, shit. Exactly. I feel like I'm looking at people's uh, whose futures. I'm, I'm looking at rappers, of course. Somebody got mad. They said, they said, honestly, you guys don't want to admit that Gambino's biggest, like, biggest um, contribution to the cult to the culture was Atlanta. And somebody's like, no, nah, that's not true. I said, uh, as a Gambino fan, yes, that's true. He gave you not it's only two great true. seasons of a phenomenal TV show that won Emmys. He gave you three actors and act and th- three people that are actors and actresses that are turning into superstars before our eyes. Like, um, that's true. But "Awaken My Love" was it was great. Probably his best. Album. It was the best album, but like his best contribution best to meet like black culture as a medium is Atlanta. Oh, for sure, for sure, like, for sure. Fine. I don't like what's going on with Atlanta. I really don't like that how they take so long between seasons. I get that he does other things, but I feel like Can I tell you the story. Um, what happened with when that? you're starting a TV show. No, I I know what happened. I'm just saying you can tell the story, but I just feel like when you're doing a TV show, yes, these other things you might be shooting a movie, you might be having other big things happening, but once you commit to a TV show, you commit it. So this one was actually, you know how. Hmm? So what happened with them? This season three was actually pretty sad. It was supposed to come back in 2019. He did his tour in 2018. Mm-hmm. He broke his foot. Yeah. He also was mm-hmm. between doing um, Lion King and Star Wars. They're they're also they were also doing projects too. He had to come back and redo those shows that he missed after breaking his foot. Him and his brother write the TV show. Their father died, so they took some time off for real, for real. And then once they got oh, back snap. into it, the pandemic hit. They were they were filming season three and mm-hmm. four like late twenty nineteen or twenty twenty. The pandemic hit, so. They had to again. They had to shut everything down. So that's why they they already planned and said, "Okay, we took a year off because like a bunch of fucked up shit happened. We're gonna give you two. Se- we're gonna film two seasons back to back. 
so we can give it to you like in a regular schedule. Then the pandemic hit. I said, fuck. Like, this shit felt like on some waiting on the boondocks to come back type shit. I was like, dang, like any, <laughs> as any bad thing that can happen did happen. That was the craziest thing ever. And again, like, the usual. I, I feel like, what if, what if I, I understand that? And I, now that I know like that, I understand. But it's just, you know, how like when snowfall, when people thought, oh my gosh, snowfall's about to come back. And mm-hmm. then the pandemic hit and you realize like, oh, they had just started filming. Yeah. So no, we're not getting the next season of snowfall, but they just started, they just started back film, filming recently. And it's like, okay, cool. But if that kept happening, I would be like, you know what? Yeah, I'm not going to say that I'm not going to watch the next season, but I'm irritated. Yeah. <laughs> like Luckily, I just happened to just mm, kind I don't. I just happened to kind of just find out about it. That's why I was just always chill. Like, I wasn't, like, pressed about New Season Atlanta coming. I was like, nah, he broke his foot. Cool. Everybody else is working. Cool. As when, I, when they said, like, this father died. And it was, like, legit, they don't have, it was just, it's like uh, Donald and his brother, they write this whole show. When I found out his pops died, I said, yeah, that's yeah. heavy. Like, and I found like this is they said like the whatever album that he was touring on at the time, he said he wanted to play it for his pops, and his pops declined. He said, "Nah, you know it's amazing." He said, "I don't want to, I don't want to listen to it. I just know you, but this I know it's about to be the greatest shit ever." <laughs> I was like, "Damn!" So it's just like I'm cool. Like I'm cool with the way for Atlanta. It's been trust me, it's been stressful because I I went back and rewatched the first season again. I said, "Damn, this is phenomenal television. Please come back." I like. I think the but first cool. and second like, season are really good. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I said, when we, Definitely. We I stuck, can wait. I can wait. Yeah, we were in my screenwriting class. I took with Jake, and we like talked about that pot. We said that may be one of the greatest pilots of the 21st century. That opening episode, like that's a call. That's a moment. Like that is his contribution. I mean, it's, you were more. You would more. You would know more about that than me. No, like no, like we legit like. Because I don't really like. I'm gonna be real. I skip. No, I'm just saying. I just skip pilots. Like most times when pilot episodes come out, if I haven't, if the season has already gone through, like I never, I normally skip the yeah. first episode. No, like we were saying, like we were putting that up there with like the pilot of like Breaking Bad of like or the 21st century. Like we put it in that conversation of like that's how good it is. And no lie, the reason I started watching Breaking Bad is because of the first episode. But as the season progressed, I realized like, eh, yeah. that first episode got me. <laughs> Actually, first episode about, got me for sure. I think you're with us when we um we all we we all got together in our apartment and watched Atlanta when the motherfucker got shot. Like it was like, oh, this is some ill shit. <laughs> yeah, we all watched it. Yeah, we all watched that shit together. It was a good. We all, we used to watch a lot of shit together. Power. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> that lived, shit was. We, we live like a building away from each other. Of course, yeah. But speaking of like TV shows and movies, what else did you watch during the quarantine or this year in 2020? Ah, uh, let me see. Of course, Rick and Morty was on its like cycle during this time, so I watched Rick and Morty a lot. I For sure. What else is I watching? I watched um You know the show, man. I feel like you know exactly what it is. Westworld. I got into Westworld this oh, I year. Love that show. I like that show. I got That's into West, I got into Westworld this year. That shit was crazy as fuck. Um, Ash versus Evil Dead. That was a. It's, I think it's still on Netflix. That's one of my favorite shows. It's 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 done by now. It's like three seasons in. 
It's from the old mm-hmm. uh, film series Evil Dead that came out in like the late eighties, early nineties. And it's pretty. It's pretty. It's not like you would think it's like the scary shit. Not it's. It leans so into absurd horror that it's funny. Like what's supposed to be a scary part is also really funny too. That's one of my favorite shows I was getting into during quarantine. Oh, oh man, I rewatch Euphoria because I have, and of course, Insecure season four came out this year too. I had this thing with Euphoria where I, I, when I first watched it, I took notes and saying this show has potential, but it's not. It has not sold me yet. I like the visual styles and I like some of the characters. I feel like there's this line of them telling a good story and them leaning super into teen drama archetypes and typecasting. So I was like, let me, I just, oh. keep, I just keep euphoria on. I said, there's something, I said, there's something here that's really, it's good and it has potential to be really great. Or it could turn into I a really CW like show. Euphoria. I like, I don't there's think it a will. few. It's on a, it's, on regular like just TV, you know, I yeah. feel like those type it was, of networks they, they go into things. Yeah, you do, and I, I get that. It was it was slow. No. It was leaning towards at it. It was like up in the area. It's like it, not saying it's leaning like it was going that way. I said it can either go this or that way. But again, dealing with season one, season one is season True. one. Sometimes you got to you're finding your identity. In season one. After watching their new special that came out, I'm sold. I said they have something. They said, "Okay, I'm leaning more, and they have something really special here." I'm sold on Euphoria now. Yeah. After the special came out, um, I haven't seen the special. That was a really good special. I need to check that out. It was really good. Hmm. There's very rare occasions when I'm looking at it, like from a writing perspective. You give me an hour episode of you dealing with two characters. You that is good writing for you to sit there and make an engaging episode for sixty four minutes. Definitely. Of these two people, like that is great. That is great television for me to watch. I'm been I I got into Seinfeld. <laughs> Seinfeld is great, man. <laughs> Over time, I I got sneakers That's- on my wall and shit. I'm watching Seinfeld. I sound I feel like I'm Wale now. <laughs> you feel like you Wale. I feel like the older Wale. this generation gets, the more that they be understanding Wale. It's too late for you suckers now. Just let you know. <laughs> no, Wale's just too funny. I was just, Wale's just so funny because he'd be so passionate to the point where what he called like complex cussing him out. That was the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life. That shit was so I feel like funny. That's where um, him and Joe Budden are similar. They're very passionate about whatever they got all their energy into. That's what whatever Vince- their energy is into. <laughs> 100% passionate about that shit. That's why Vince Staples say, yo, Wale gonna beat you up. We said, you think Wale could take me? Nigga said, yo, Wale. He said, no, Wale be. He said, Wale gonna beat you up, bro. <laughs> but I fuck you. Yeah, all this shit's like been, TV's been pretty dope. I, there's so much that I've just been watching. I, didn't, I have to just like even go back and just think about it, really. There's been... It's been really, it's been really good on. It's been really good. I've been watching HBO Max a lot. The Mandalorian on Disney Plus is really good too. If you're a Star Wars fan, that's been on some cool. That's, I, I, I've heard about that show like twice. You're the second person to tell me about that show. It's one of those things that it's one of those things for Star Wars. I said if you're getting into Star Wars, you don't want to, if you don't really care about the Jedi and Sith politics because that's like its own shit. I always will point you to. 
the first ep- I always point you to a new hope episode four or I'll post or I will send you to the Mandalorian because at the end of the day, Star Wars was a space Western, like some spot. It was supposed to be like a sci-fi space Western type shit. And they, the, the Jedi and the Sith, that's supposed to be the lore of it. That's like some, it's supposed to be like legends, like a folklore. And then you dive really deep into that, and that just turns some people off. And her mom said, "The reason she, my mom said the reason she hated Star Wars is she can never stand." She said the sound of a lightsaber bothers her. So just hearing it, shit, it just bothers her. It's just like I just don't care. Like people are so invested, and once you see the hype around something, and then you go watch it, and you realize, like, no, not a Mandalorian. Not the, they- the Mandalorian is cool, though. You'll like it. It's just it's just cool sci-fi. Check it's, it out. it's cool sci-fi shit. Like it's not just it doesn't lean super hard into like all that. Like this like if you don't care about the lightsabers or fights, like it's very just it's just very just sci-fi shit. Like I fuck with that heavily. That's oh, dope. Fargo. I, um, Watch Fargo. Not just Fargo. the not just Chris Rock season. Fargo. The entire show is great. It's an anthology series. Like it's it's some nut mm. shit. For sure. So I got Fargo and one more. What else did you say? I need to go watch Fargo and The Mandalorian is crazy. The Mandalorian. Okay, okay, okay. And if you want to watch them the silly, if you have HBO Max, they have there's a show on Adult Swim on the Adult Swim section called Laser Wolf. It has Vince Staples and Drum as voice actors in the show. It is so silly. That sounds entertaining as hell. This was like you can clearly tell it's Vince Staples in Drum as his main character. <laughs> it's just like so fucking silly just, that just it, like when just like with uh, Mike Tyson mysteries, exactly. like it's clearly him. Like you can hear, like I'm watching, like this is clearly Vince Staples. Like this is. <laughs> check that out. And okay. I think that's it. Really. For me, I um. What you got? Ooh, that's honestly a pretty good list. I watched a show called Shit's Creek for a good portion for a couple of months because I watched all, I think, six seasons. And that show was hella funny. It has um, Eugene Levy in it, his son and his daughter. Oh, Shit's Creek. His son actually plays his son in the show. Yeah, Shit's Creek. His son actually plays his son in the show and his daughter doesn't play his daughter. He uh, she plays like a waitress at a diner, but it's hilarious. It stems around just a rich family that's always been rich. They lose all their money and now they're poor, but they still think rich. They think they're just they think they're above everybody in the town. But you know, every episode something brings them down to reality. Interesting. And then their struggles of just trying to get rich again, just trying to make that money back. Hmm. It's hilarious to me. It's it's very um, sarcastic humor, and that's my type of humor. <laughs> you love to I'm, I laugh all You day. like sarcastic and dry humor, but you don't like The Office. No, it's crazy, right? I'm here's so crazy, I, I think right? I, I think explain this to you. Here's what it is about The Office. The first season of The Office, it tried to emulate. It tried to emulate the um, the British version of it. So it leans into the British type of comedy. So it's super just on that side. Season two, it mm. comes to its own identity. And, you know, I'm, you know, I'm the big person say, well, I got to wait for the episodes. No, there's not a real story in The Office. It's just kind of day to day. And the story just kind of accumulates over time. 
if you just go straight ahead to season I'm gonna two. I'm going to give it one more try, Cam. No, because you know. <laughs> I'm going to give know, it one more try. You know, it, it hops off of Netflix at on the 31st. After the 31st, it's not on Netflix no more. So you got you got time. Like You got one last chance. Just go straight into season two. Because I promise you. All right. Li- Jake. For until, you, Jake can, we've had this conversation for the past five years. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling because Jake will be a witness. Because uh, when we were roommates, I said, bro, why the fuck you got this stupid shit on? And he was watching season one. Then I walk into the dorm and he has something on season two on. And I am dying laughing. Like, I was being all stuff. And I said, man, I ain't watching that stupid shit. I come back into the dorm and something really funny is happening. I'm like, oh, God. Tobias just had that moment, too. He said, bro, is this what I've been missing all these years? I said, oh, God. Everybody has that moment. Like, you find, like, oh, fuck it. I'll get into it. And you realize, oh, shit, this is actually pretty funny. Mm. You know, we keep having this conversation and I keep not watching it again. But because... Just skip I really the season got two. into Shit's Creek. I am. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. You know, starting at season two, see where I get from there. So you're saying it's episodal. It's not. It's not yeah. really something that you yeah. gotta follow. Up it's not the story. Like this. Like you have like things like personal things between certain characters, but season one's only six episodes. It's like one of those first seasons. Like it was very. It was emulating the British version of it. But season two, it goes. It really gets into its own. Like low key, hell, I may like I'm gonna maybe watch that shit over this next few weeks because <laughs> I haven't seen it in years either. I'm see what... All right, you got me, you got right. me. Um, what else? What else? Watching. I was happy that Netflix added uh one on one girlfriends in the Parkers. I really got into girlfriends. I finished one on one. I've had a lot of time quarantine and all this extra time. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I catch up on stuff. You know what? I couldn't. I could not. Um. I couldn't make it through girlfriends all the way, obviously, from what we talked about earlier. Yeah. Like I, I just I got tired of seeing them just be shitty people. The, like the char- <laughs> like they, the characters are all shitty at the I realized, oh shit. The one that we always just clowned on being just super high maintenance is that she's the most transparent and honest character. I said she tells you who she is. That's crazy to think about. I said, how is she basically the least problematic character? And she's like the, but whatever. I was like, I tried, I tried Moesha. Whenever Fredro Star hopped up, I said, okay, I can't do this no more. So because- the thing about Moesha, I couldn't. I tried to rewatch Moesha, but I really felt like as soon as it was back on, that it was actually a kid show. Yeah, it was. Like, it was actually a kid show. Yeah. Like the Parkers, Mo- I didn't think it was the- a kid show for real. Like, I feel like the- kids could have watched it, but like. <laughs> I feel like kids could have watched um, the Parkers, but I didn't feel like it was a kid show. I didn't feel like one on one. Like I feel like kids could have watched it, and you know they're in high school, but like I didn't feel like it was a kid show. You know, yeah. like I just felt like Moesha was probably a kid show, and when I started watching it, I was like, oh, mm-mm. it reminded me. This is I like life have... lessons with uh, Brandy or some shit. It reminded me I used <laughs> to have a big crush on Brandy when I was a kid. What was it for you? The braids looking at. <laughs> I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker. Uh, she has, she has like, she has like wide eyes, and I don't know why I like wide eyes. Like you have like very expressive okay. eyes. I like that for some reason. <laughs> and she was yeah, cute. I fuck with Brandy. I fuck with Brandy. 
on a whole music tip for sure. I gotta be the one. Pretty sure I'm the only. I'm one not gonna say that. Whole brand. Yeah, don't say whatever the fuck you. Now you got me out of line. <laughs> I, was about to, I was about to say whatever you was about to say. Don't say it. I was about to say something. No, I'm not gonna do that. Don't say it. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> don't do it. That was, that was a dark time. Hey, that, that was a dark <laughs> year. We all, we remember that year. That was a dark year back then. <laughs> Oh no 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 no! no. <laughs> yeah, I remember we ain't seen been the same since. <laughs> oh, don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. See, you already doing it. You're not I'm doing not gonna it. do it. But who else? What was our? Oh, uh, there's this movie called The Hunt. Caught me oh by surprise. Me and, my, Would you... so me and my best friend Sunny. Yes, we just randomly picked a movie. We were playing drinking games while watching movies. And pick the hunt. Crazy ass movie, bro. It's really good though. If you haven't seen it, go see it. I don't even think you can go see it. Shit's closed. Look it up. Don't it's say just, that Tim. I'm it, not going back to that no, shit. Don't it, say it. Just, I'm talking don't about the movie. It. It's just funny because I just watched them. Um, you, I told oh, you, you left the movie. I yeah, you because back to that bullshit. I just watched um the uh, this YouTube channel I can follow called Dead Meat. He pretty much does like kill counts for horror movies, like whether it be like action, like action horror movies, like he did the Belco Experiment, Purge, or something that's really scary. He did. He just talked about the hunt like last week, so I watched him talk about. It. I said, "Yo, this shit's kind of mm-hmm. funny. I need to kind. I said, I need to look this up eventually. The fact that you're bringing this to me, I'm just thinking because and- he talks about all the high points, and I'm just like that shit had me dying. And it's hella high points, like. You're not really gonna get comfortable watching it at all. So, like, how did you feel about? There's none of that. From what I saw, the red herring of um, Emma Roberts being in on it, I said, "Okay, that's clever." I said that caught me off guard. I like that, and I didn't even watch the full movie. I just saw like a summary of it. I was like, "Because mm-hmm. um, I, I mean, you know, you, all of it." I just like, you see Emma Roberts, huh? you think she's gonna be in the full movie. It's kind of like with Drew Barrymore in Scream. You're like, "Oh yeah." Like I see it. And that's like Chris Brown and Stomp the Yard. Dead, dead in first ten minutes. No. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> that's just. It was somebody else who was a comedian that was dead pretty early too. Like dude, it was a lot of funny people that died in very the funny dude from ways. Blockers. Like he it's was in. the dude from Blockers. Yeah, him. Yeah, I don't know his name, but he's funny. But he dies, you know. Like <laughs> dead. Spoilers, spoilers. If you haven't seen it, we're spoiling it. But it's it's a good movie. It's um, it's actually horror, right? Yeah, it has to be it's horror. Like horror. Killing it's kind of like it's kind of like more like mayhem or Belko experiment horror. It's just like very, when I say like horror, it's like graphic. It's like yeah, it's very graphic. Yeah, it's just one of those. <laughs> but it has a comic relief. There's a comic relief to it, and it's very funny. Yeah, it's it's. I laugh. I laugh from jump. Like it's funny shit from beginning to end. Yeah, definitely. I'm telling, I, I like, like seeing I just know the summary, but I just I'm like I had that on my tabs, like now I have to see this. Yes, indeed. I feel that shit. I feel that wholeheartedly. That is a good movie. Me and my best friend watched it uh twice. The first time we was on we was just on the edge of the couch just watching it and we couldn't believe how good it was. Like a couple days later, we were like, nah, let's watch that again. I think my cousin came over and we was like, No, you have to see this. We watching this. <laughs> Sit down. This is what we're watching. And now that shit looks crazy. But yeah. 
Well, it seems that we are winding down and we're coming to the end Jesus of my Christ. first episode back. Yeah. Yes, we've been on here for a minute. Yeah, I'm looking at the timestamp right now. God damn. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. We, I, as I said in the beginning of the episode, we can talk for hours. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hours, hours, hours. I mean, um, is there anything else in 2020 that stood out to you? 2020. Of course, rest in peace to everyone yeah. who has passed away from COVID or anything else. And also for everybody for COVID, just be safe because they have. They have another, pretty much over the course, they're projecting another 270,000 people are going to die over the course of 90 days. So just be careful out there. As much as I know we just love being outside and we love the holidays and shit, just, just be careful, man. You're, gathering with your families is not the best yeah, idea, just, but if you do, be safe. Yeah, and it's like, I didn't think much of it because we don't, you know, it's a, we don't do family gatherings at all. It's just me and mom, my sister. And that's all, that's how it's been for 10 years. A lot of people forget, like, mm-hmm. this is just, like, how people really just get down. Like, we, this, they only see each other once a year. Honestly. And this is the time where they see each other. Yeah, it's just, like, for real. If you do, hop on FaceTime, hop on group FaceTime, hop on this app called House Party. You all can, like, legit get together and just, like, chat. Do anything that can make you feel at home with your family because shit's about to start getting scary out here, like. Call your family, but don't call me. You feel sure, me? Like, <laughs> Shit. I don't pick up the phone, bro. Nah, bro. If you if you if you feel like you need to call me, text me first. You know, <laughs> act like it's a beeper. Act like I have a beeper a on beeper, my head. And I have a beeper. I don't have a cell phone. Beeper, I have a beeper. Though. That's sick. I have a smartphone. I have a beeper. Text me. Get it. See it. Boom. Get your call. You sick for that? Not the beeper. <laughs> Ooh, shit. I'm so serious. <laughs> I am so serious, but yes, we wanted down. Sam, I see. I, I messed up. That was I, me that time. I told you in my show. Just, I'm, I'm, in my show, every time I'm like, it's obvious to the Sam from my podcast or Ivy, whatever the fuck you want to call me by. I don't know at this point no more. That's fucking hilarious. 2020 has been I, like um, an existential crisis of me and the identity branding of my name. So we gonna see how this shit turns out. <laughs> <laughs> Sam or Ivy, whatever the fuck you want to call me. But I mean, it's because you do a lot of different things. And that's the same thing with me. It's just you do a lot of different things. And people just know you by different things. I mean, it is what it is. It happens to everybody. And we've been been friends for a very long time. So sometimes (laughs) I do call you by your government. There's a group of people. And it was like, we're hearing your show. It was like, who's the person? They just keep knowing it's Sam. Who is Sam? I said, I'm Sam. Is it Ivy? Just, <laughs> Ivy just to play on. Ivy just to play on my Roman numerals of me being the fourth. I'm the fourth Samuel in my family, so I thought Ivy was an ill name because of it. Ivy is an ill name. Just I just, you know, I mess up. We we mess up. It's been a, we correct ourselves. We can... We've been we day ones and shit. And so, of course. So Ivy, what up, what up? thank you for coming and kicking it with me. For sure. Once again, man, it's been a minute. You've been with me from jump yeah. from the beginning, episode one. Oh, for sure. And it's 2020 at this point, for real. It's 2020 now. Yeah, we used to do radio together. And we still rocking. We used to do radio together. We used to do college radio yeah, together. Yeah, that was the joint. Yeah. 
podcast together. We've done everything together. We didn't hoop together. We didn't work out together. <laughs> when Buddy was trying to get you swole. Oh my God. <laughs> we, you know, we partied together. We've done a lot together, man. <laughs> but. <laughs> yeah. No need to speak on that. Yeah, I'm not going to about that. I'm not going to say nothing. Everything that happened in West Texas stays in West Texas. Yes, sir. <laughs> All the old hoes deleted from the phone too. Got to new fresh, fresh batch, new city, new me. Oh, for sure. Like ain't no, <laughs> ain't no catch me slipping. I don't mean. So I'm gonna leave you guys with this: trust the process, even when it seems like it's not processing. Okay. That's some real shit. Okay. That's some real shit. Bars. For real. Bars. Trust the process even when it seems like it's not processing. Bars. All that means is just, you know, keep going. <laughs> even when you feel like you you feel the block, you feel the road and you know, a block in the road. You gotta keep going, my nigga. Definitely. Ain't nothing else to do but to keep going. Definitely. So, Ivy, thank you for kicking it with me. And it won't be too long before my next episode, so I will see you guys then. Yeah, I can't. I can't do it like I used to anymore. <laughs> I used to better hit that shit. Okay, trigger. I'ma beat it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, catch up, man. Signing off. <laughs> <laughs>